everybody welcome to d comedy your rewatch review whatever you want to call it podcast uh this month your d commentators are me lucas and me emma and joining us we have a brand new guest d commentator it's hello mercedes yes thank you so much for joining us mercedes mercedes is yet another one of our wonderful listener guests who is joining us today to discuss the classic i it's, it came out last year so i don't feel right using that word but classic <laughs> disney channel original movie freaky friday the musical the musical yes, the musical um so thank you so much i for, hated oh. this <laughs> just getting right into it i don't know and okay and we'll get into it further but i just want to up top say i do not think this is a bad film we have watched no. worse films oh absolutely without <laughs> question everyone is doing their best but it for me it felt like aldi or costco brand because the like the lindsay lohan jamie lee curtis one is not that old in my mind i knew i knew that's what it was going to come back to the fact that that emma holds on to that movie so tight it was just so hard to watch this choose to not be that (laughs) do you get what i'm saying yeah i get what you're saying but i think you're not being fair i think this movie is very much its own thing and I think saying like, oh, it's not the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis version is is unfair. But the choices they made were so confusing to me in the ways that they deviated. Like, why did they take out the musical element of that film? <laughs> like, she was in a rock band. Yeah, I look, I'm, I'm saying... That would have made so much more sense in the context I, of a musical. I do agree with you that some of the stuff that they had in the, in that movie should have been kept in. But I disagree with you because I think it is very much its own thing. Oh, it is. Because 95% yeah. of this movie is about the hunt, which I yeah. couldn't have cared less about. So yeah. the thing about this adaptation is like it's an adaptation of an adaptation of three adaptations and a book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is insane it it goes so deep because like this is based on the stage musical which was based on um the multiple movies that have been made of freaky friday as well as the book and like looking at the book like reading the wikipedia page which is the research that i did the plot of the book is super weird and super different and like the mom is barely a character interesting oh okay so i have no context for the book but i have seen the two movies the old one and then the genie it's by uh it's by mary rogers who is the daughter of richard rogers a musical theater composer fun fact wow the full circle fun facts um (laughs) And really quickly... Quick question. No, hang on. Quick question. Did anyone happen to read the Wikipedia page for this movie? No. Yes. I did zero because, research, because, so you guys are going to tell me in. No, 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 no. It's just because the plot summary of this of this movie is written by someone who English was clearly not their first language. <laughs> and it's really funny to read. I was, I was like reading through it because I was like, I want to make sure I really grasped it before we started. And then I was like, 
Who wrote this? Some of the lyrics to the songs in this movie were might be written oh, by someone God, who English was not oh, their God, first language. The lyric, this the is some of them made no this sense. This musical was written like the music and lyrics are by two men who have literally won a Pulitzer Prize for drama. Are you wow, serious? Because insane. they won it for Next to Normal because they oh, did that's a great that musical, musical. Which I have some opinions on that musical that we're that's not going to get into episode. here. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. That's, a, that's a different discussion. <laughs> That'll be for the uh, Next to Normal decom. Yeah, I guess. When they adapt that. I did give a casual glance to some of the stuff about the stage musical, and that's also part of the reason why we have Mercedes here today. She is a musical theater connoisseur, and you said you saw the... uh... I did. I saw the first run of the show at Signature Theater in Arlington, Virginia, and I actually, I have my program from that show sitting right next to me with Heidi Blickenstaff and uh, Emma Hunton, who originally played um, uh, Ellie in the uh, stage show, which I'll I'll get into that more, but yep. Wait, okay, my question actually goes into that so let me say it now while we're talking about it i i could couldn't have bothered myself to wikipedia this which that's on me but were these two women in the stage musical at a point because i assumed that they were the stage musical actors so the only returning um person from the stage show is heidi blickenstaff who plays the mother Mm -hmm. yeah um and who like this was her first movie ever and most recently was in um something rotten on broadway Okay. Well, that, that I enjoyed her. Because, she was yeah, delightful. She's great. I thought I she was really great. good in this. She's delightful. Her voice is fantastic. I loved her voice. I loved everything about her. Actually, I thought she was great. Yeah. None of none of my complaints of the, about this movie are concerning her, which we should say. Emma. Actually, Emma, right. I didn't mind the cast of no, this movie yeah, at all. No, no, no. Emma outright hated it. I thought it was fine. Like I was like, eh, it's kind of meh. Like it just kind of fell flat for me a little bit. And then Mercedes, you you were a fan of this. I have some problems with some of the choices that they made in this movie, especially like the cutting of certain songs, which I'll I'll mention. I have them like laid out in my very yeah, long sure, list sure. of notes. Um, I liked it for what it was, and I think this was like a good ending point for this musical because like Disney theatricals made this musical, and they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with it. And I think that, like, making it a decom or, like, a Disney movie, I would have preferred if it were, like, a theatrical Disney movie, like, if they had adapted this into, like, a movie for theaters, um, because then they could have kept, like, some yeah, of the probably. some of the songs and, like, some of the... In the original musical, there's swearing. There's swearing that happens. And I also would have loved to to see the actress who who played Ellie um, in the stage show in this version. Yeah, I did, I did give a, a cursory listen through to some of the songs from the broadway album because it's on spotify and gave and there was so i could get a little compare contrast i didn't listen to all of them um and i did notice that they cut a lot of songs that they cut out uh some some swearing which i was i was surprised by i was like okay and uh and then it was a different ellie although do you think that was done did it was the person who played ellie in the stage show was she believably a teenager yes absolutely i would say so I thought that's um, at least why she they was like her. believably like a Disney teenager at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I just I thought that's maybe why they went to this other actress because they, they thought she looked younger or something. I don't know. That's possible. Um, I actually that is my number one qualm. I do not think she looks young. 
I think she looks my age, but I, yeah, and I, I was I was on the fence about it. I had that multiple said that thought that multiple times, but I did. It's actually like I love musical theater too, and I actually did have the thought. I was like, I feel like I wouldn't enjoy. I would enjoy this more as a musical, like watching Definitely, it as yeah, a yeah, musical yeah. than watching it as a movie. I I do want to say the one thing I did notice. I I was gonna get into this when we started actually talking about it, but we can do it here. And I don't know a proper way to phrase this, but I got this impression from the songs that I listened to. Mercedes, was there a, a a point, like they made a point of it in the stage musical about Ellie's weight? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. I was going to talk about this. Okay. So yeah. I am, I am a plus sized person myself and seeing, so the actress's name was Emma Hunton. Um, okay. She's incredible and she's like a similar shape to me. And so like watching her on stage was like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where like seeing yourself represented on stage is just sure. delightful and wonderful. Yeah. And like yeah, awesome. it's made a point, but it's not like the major plot point because there's, and like, okay. I was going to mention this later, but like there's supposed to be, um, there's a lot, a couple lines that they changed in the movie version where, yeah. um, it's like, uh, I know she wants a daughter who is pretty thin and smart, yep, that's, and they change uh, it to pretty neat and smart. And then yep. later on, um, the villain character of Savannah um, yep. was originally played by like a skinny girl in, in the mm-hmm. stage show, and she's like, um, I, uh, I'm smarter than sin, I'm rich, and I'm thin. And yep. they changed it to, Whoa. I'm smarter than sin, and I've got perfect skin. Um, yes. which I'm sure also made that actress feel great about herself. They're like, oh, well, you're <laughs> yeah. thin, so yeah, we have to yeah. rewrite this line now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is literally those were the two songs that I listened to. I listened to the first couple, and then I was like, wait a minute, that wasn't what she yeah, said in no, the movie. Yeah, no, I, I am so and glad you brought that up, because I am yeah. ready to talk about that. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing, is like, that. May, I hate to say it, but as we know, listen... We love Disney Channel, but also we can we can recognize the fact that sometimes it's garbage and are, mm-hmm. do terrible, terrible things. And I don't want to say they did it, but I, I kind of feel like they were like, hey, let's get not a plus size, per, plus size person mm-hmm. to play Ellie. I also just think, I don't even know if it's them being dicks, which it totally could have been. Or yeah. if it's just like, I do feel like Disney's like, we don't even want to touch that issue with a 10 foot pole. We're not even going to say the too. word thin mm-hmm. on television. I like, think they it depends like, how much faith you have in Disney Channel. I, or just like, yeah, true. That's I, like, I yeah. know that like, I know that Heidi Blickenstaff herself, like they didn't just attach her to it immediately. Like she had to go through the audition process and like the screen testing process. I was watching um, interviews where like Cozy Zulsdorf, who, who plays the daughter in the movie was like, talking about her audition and, like, screen testing with Heidi. And I, my guess is, like, maybe Emma Hunton didn't audition for the movie version. Like, that's a possibility. But also, like, I mean, it was probably not in the casting call, like, seeking a plus-sized actress or or yeah. something it's, like that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a definite weird mark on this movie where I was yeah. like, now, now I feel weird about it. But just because we don't know what goes on, what went on behind the scenes, I'm yep. not sure how to take it. But, uh, but let's start talking about the movie. But just two real quick things. One, Mercedes, what's your favorite Disney Channel original movie? Oh, gosh. Ooh. I knew you would ask me this question, and I don't That's know how to. I so I have, I have two answers. That's fine. You so can always, I, it's all right. It's not a hard when fast I w- When I was growing up, it was probably High School Musical two. Um, yeah, yeah. The second one is where the series peaked. Yep. Yes, uh, we yep. agree. Oh my god, we, yes, You're we right. agree. that's the D yes. comedy line that we agree. The yeah. second one is the best. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, currently, currently, my favorite decom is probably Descendants. Um, just because of the sheer absurdity of it, 
and because I am minorly in love with Dove Cameron. Oh, I am majorly in love with Dove Cameron. <laughs> I would do, I would say I am majorly obsessed with her. She and was also, so good in Hairspray Live. Um, she was so good in Hairspray Live. I flew to L.A. to watch her and Mamma Mia Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, and she I was fantastic. I forgot that she did that. Oh, my God. Her and Corbin Blue were sky. We sky-y. are not oh doing God. this. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's okay. That's great. Uh, other anyway, important other thing too is that just quick decom news is they we they we finally got all the deets on Disney Plus, uh, Disney's streaming service that they're making, um, and they announced that uh, a bunch of stuff. But most importantly for our needs is they announced that like a t- like I think say like six thousand hours or something like that of Disney Channel shows are going to be on there for free. Well, not for free. You have to pay for the service. They're going to be on there. And uh, 100 Disney Channel original movies will be on there, That's which will say, which will save us a lot of trouble in tracking some of these down. <laughs> Although I do want to know because there's 110 now, I think, or around there. Like this was 100. 105 that was mentioned yeah, in that, the interview I watched. That's it. Yeah. So it's a little bit. It's closer to 110 now. So I'm wondering which ones they're gonna cut. Like which ones they're like? No, Definitely no, no, no. probably like Endless Light. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> the problematic ones they will chop. I'm telling you that. I hope a Ring of Endless Light because that thing is redonkulous and, <laughs> and, actually, no, and weirdly do, religious I, and weirdly religious. Actually, actually, no, I do want that on there just so kids today can see it. Um, probably True Confessions because there's no way there's no way they didn't screw True Confessions up. Oh, it, I remember it being horrible. I have I have no faith in that. Anyway, but yeah, so so when Disney Plus comes out, there'll be plenty of Disney Channel stuff for you guys to watch if you're interested. We're definitely gonna get it because we need to watch Disney Channel or just movies every month. So it's pro- it's gonna be our new one stop shop. Are we but, sponsored by Disney Plus? We fucking should be. Give us money. So. We'll talk about it so. every podcast. I know. I know. We just said how terrible of a company you are. But please, sponsor <laughs> but please us. give us money still. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, let's talk about Freaky Friday. So, um, it opens with this really weird animated credit sequence. That so I was weird. Just like, I was just kind of like, why? Why are we doing this? Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it I, did, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't connect to anything else in the movie. It's like I'm like, what? Are, like, what are the animations supposed to be representing? Is she it didn't show me anything. It didn't I, show I, me anything. I thought it was gonna know. like depict their lives, kind of, and it just was her like jumping around on and then back into a yeah. bed. Yeah, I was like, I mean, okay. it was cute. <laughs> it was yeah, cute. But, uh, but then they also they're playing a song over it, and I was like, this is a musical. Why are you playing me a song that, that no one is singing? Like so much in this movie where they just play yeah. songs, especially like in places where there were originally songs in the show, and I'm like, hey guys. Um, you know what a musical is, right? But so the credits end. Yeah, so we pan down, uh... To a rabbit on a roof. Yes, that'll... I, I don't know what's going on there, but we're gonna make the rabbit I'm gonna be honest, I did not even notice Yeah, no, it's weird. It's a weird. rabbit sitting on the roof. But we cut it... And they lay... It takes so long for them to even say that the kid has yeah, a rabbit. Yeah, it does. That I was like, I, I, for the first 10 to, minutes of the movie, I, honestly I was like, gone. are they gonna address that rabbit that was on the roof of the house? And, like, finally they say that Presto is the yeah, kid's rabbit. Correct. But I was like, what yeah. was that? But, Which also, like, the whole magician thing, that was not in the musical. In the oh, musical, it wasn't? He, um, <laughs> no, that's so, so much his character. in the musical, the You're kid so like, disappointed. Well, no, I just that, I'm just saying that's so much his character is that he's a magician. Like, what? What else was there? He had puppets. Oh, oh, oh he was a puppeteer. Weird. Oh, that's worse, actually. Believe it or not. I know. Okay, good change, Disney Channel. Put it on the board. Yeah, one good change. <laughs> 
I wrote down like that's such a classic like little Disney Channel little sibling yes. thing like instead of like like I, they all have one like being into spies or like whatever yes. like sleight of well, hand I, magic I, I, I was like that's so that classic. classic Disney Channel weird hobby because you know our characters have yeah like, magic is yeah. it's in so many movies yeah, you what, really are what the, correct what was the last oh it was uh, my date with the president's daughter was when Duncan was really he, into magic oh yeah. my god he does magic in that <laughs> yeah. wow yeah. you're right anyway uh, so you cut into our main character Ellie's room and you just hear her and some other characters just talking for a bit while pans around and immediately we see a photo stop of- stop dead dad <laughs> yep. dead dad the second i saw it i was like oh is that a photograph of an adult and a younger looking main character i guarantee you that's a dead breath placed figure. in a position of importance <laughs> yep. but also um this pissed me off so much and it happens in every single one of these dumb movies who has their friends over before yes school? like what are okay, they doing also, like, this morning seems to last like it's the lo- three it's hours the longest which, like, morning. when does your school start and then they're like they're, she's like time for breakfast i'm like you're still having a you're having a full breakfast like what time did those friends get there 5 yeah, a.m that's, that's exactly like, what i said i was like wait you guys aren't even carpooling to school together they just came there to hang yeah, out before the- breakfast like what are no one does that <laughs> yeah they like leave i was like oh they're all gonna go to school together and i'm like nope nope no they're not they're just gonna leave yeah uh, but uh, so we meet we, we meet our main character ellie um and then she has two friends carl and monica carl whose last name is carl his name is Carl Carlson. His name is Carl Carlson. First one, first Carl with a K, second Carl with a That's C. That's incredible. It's incredible. They stole the joke from The Simpsons, but it's still very good. If you put a gun to my head and said, "Tell me the names of those two friends," <laughs> I would say, "Pull the trigger." I had no idea. <laughs> they that they, they had are names. pretty I... inconsequential. Uh, but so they, yeah, they start talking about the hunt, as Emma mentioned, which is such a massive part of this movie, and it's so dumb. I like this movie. My one of my problems with it, like one of my major problems is that they try to lean so so hard into this being a millennial version of it like you see her like taking food and like the mom's taking food instagram photos of her catering food and ellie's like always on the phone at some point during a musical number at the end she starts selfie videoing herself that i'm like was so dumb yeah that was, was so like, dumb why? and so unnecessary it's so unnecessary and like the hunt is like all on their phones like i don't need 17 shots of the hunt app like this could just be a scavenger hunt <laughs> yeah. and be so much more visual and cool like why do we need so much phone shit? It that's, was so annoying to me. I, I, I didn't find the whole hunt thing annoying. My main problem with it was just the fact that they, the movie didn't do enough to make it interesting. Like, I wasn't in, no. I wasn't invested in her winning the hunt. I, that's like, same. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I, care. I didn't care about the hunt. And then once it starts, it's pretty much just a poorly put together montage. I'll talk about that later. Which they don't even do cool shit or break or destroy anything. And they cut one of the best songs from that sequence, I'd just like to say here. The hunt song was terrible. It's so bad. And And also, like, okay, so the other problem with it is that, like, you... Okay, and I'm sorry I'm going to do this a lot, comparing it to the Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan one. Like, (laughs) you really understand her motivation for, like, wanting to skip that rehearsal dinner in that movie. She wants to play at Battle of the Bands to make it to Wango Tango. Like, that is, like, a make or rig it once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. In this, her... She wants to win the hunt because she likes Adam, who's the list master. But they seem to be completely into each other. Already. Basically dating by the time the hunt starts. Like, I'm like, I don't even care about you winning this yeah. thing. Like, what? And like, and like, they're like, she, it's going to like lift you out of social obscur- obscurity or whatever. Like, I don't see her having a miserable time no. in school. Again, ever. Now you're touching on it. One of the main things I noticed is that once we get into the whole life switching thing that's going to happen, is that like, they try to make a point where it's like, oh, you'll never get this, make it as me. My life is so hard. But I was like, 
Ellie's life is does not. You're not showing me that Ellie's life is hard. Yeah, like she gets bullied by the mean girl. Yeah, like, but that's pretty much right. It. And, then, and the mean girl only seems to be picking on her specifically that day because she was talking mad game about how she's gonna win the hunt. Yeah. Also, Ellie, shut your mouth. Yeah, but it's cocky. I, I, like, right. But I like. And and again, I don't like comparing it to the Jamie Lee Curtis version. But in that, like, wasn't there a big effort to show that, like, oh yeah. Lindsay Lohan like gets bullied and she has a teacher that has oh an she's like tortured and, by yeah. the mean girl like tortured by the mean girl can't like and tortured by her teacher right, yeah. who like then it's revealed that Jamie Lee Curtis like scorned when they were in high school so it makes sense and like and all this stuff and she has to take like a standardized test so like you understand that Lindsay Lohan's life does suck in some yeah, ways yeah Ellie just seems to like just have a hard time being she's the master of her own misery she, she's the master bit, of her yeah, own misery yeah. all There's she's doing is cutting class in in the show about like her doing poorly in school and like that's touched upon in this but it's not really like focused on it's kind of just like in the background and they keep being like you're so smart but you just keep skipping all these classes i'm like just go to class that's an easily solvable problem (laughs) Guys, it's because it's disney channel they can't have a main character who is bad who does badly in school like what what is that and they can't have a main character who's more than a size three yeah that too (laughs) yeah true (laughs) anyway yeah so they're talking about the hunt and how they think they're gonna win and work really hard the two friends are kind of iffy on whether or not they want to do it monica has a weird thing where she has she knows all these phobias and like has them i guess i don't know she's like a hypochondriac but with only with phobias something like it was a weird personality trait to give a character yeah i did not care and like she only has it for like all of 12 seconds yeah pretty much it, it's never it only comes up like one other time maybe later yeah but they, then they're like we're on board and like this is when they say like oh you're so into the hunt because like adam's the list master yeah i have a lot to say about adam which i will yeah, get we'll, into well, yeah, get into right. it a later well, yeah, we'll talk about adam but uh and then fletcher but then they're like bracelets oh, they, yeah, they the bracelets. get confidence and they do this thing they're like bracelets up and i was like who talks yeah, like that no, first of all like having friendship bracelets is one thing but the fact they do a goddamn like power rangers put your arms they also together. have like 50 bracelets. There's a lot There's of like bracelets. a million of them and they never explain them. And they become a large plot point in the end. We're like, why would you let your mom wear our bracelets? I'm like, what What happened? Did you get these at war and Nam together? Like what? Another thing I learned from the interview I watched is uh, she's wearing a men's watch and that watch is supposed to have belonged to her dead dad. Oh, well, I, I would have loved if they put that in the movie somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> what? Nope, that's asking too much. Yeah, I guess. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But, it, but then <laughs> Fletcher comes in, who's her little brother, and he's wearing a magician's cape, and he does the thing where he, like, he pulls handkerchiefs out of his mouth. This was disgusting. It went on for way too long. I was visual. I'm grossed out. I looked at the timestamp. It lasts 20 seconds, and they have, oh like, ADR coughing and gagging noises yeah, over it's, it. It's so <laughs> unnecessary. It's weird. Like, it's not easy. It's not a seamless, like, what you guys would picture of, like, pull someone just pulling scarves. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like, he's, like, choking his way through it. It's rough. I was disgusted it's pretty, watching it's it. It's pretty disgusted. rough. Um, but then they're just, like, gross and stupid, Fletcher. We all hate you, and magic is dumb. And he's like, great, cool. So they're just like, whatever, get out of here. And on his way out, he takes uh, this big hourglass from a room for seemingly no reason. Comically large. This hourglass is probably, I would assume, would reach my hips with how large it's it is. It's a big hourglass. It's insanely big. It was big. even larger in the stage show. <laughs> what? Yeah. <How? laughs> Was it human sized? It, it was I could, massive. Why? Because it's a stage prop. Like because they have to still be able to put it back together after every show. Right. Like in this, they can shatter it because it's a movie. But in the show, it was just like it broke apart into two pieces. It was it was very silly. Wow. I can't even imagine what a bigger hourglass would look like. That is the craziest thing. Speaking of crazy things, so then we also find out that the hunt is tonight. 
Her mom is getting married tomorrow. She's the maid of honor and tonight's the rehearsal dinner. And she's like, nah, I can get out of it. It's no problem. Which is also, that's also, I mean, that's also right, the I know, Curtis, but... Lindsay Lohan one. But she like, I, yeah, I truly do not understand. Yeah, that's, not there's no way, that. like how, why would you like think you could get away with that? It's crazy. This is one of those movies where like, I know I'm getting old because I side so much more with the mom in every single arena than I do with the teenager. And like the teenager to a point annoys me when she's like whining about her life. I'm like, shut up. Like, (laughs) you don't know anything. I feel like myself getting crotchety. I'm like, oh, nobody understands you. Uh, Although I will say like, there are times where the mom is like, unnecessarily mean. Yeah, that's I wrote, yeah, that's what I, I wrote say. what the fuck Catherine like <laughs> multiple times in my notes. Yeah, she I, I agree with you, Emma, that there are some things that I'm like, yes, obviously. That's like just, you know, being a person, like the mom's in the right. But then sometimes I was like, wait, hold on a minute. Like that's that's not cool. Don't do that, Catherine. Like and even and, and even later on, like Mike says to her, like, you're way too hard on Ellie. Like calm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's also and like yes, I get that. And like the point is that they're both supposed and she is supposed to be too like a little too hard on her. Same thing from the Jimmy Lee Curtis one, but, like, I'm like, this woman is literally had to start her own catering business, had to take out a second mortgage on the house. Like, get off her back, okay? Like, she's just trying to have get married and have a nice day with her family. <laughs> Heidi Blickenstaff is just trying to do her best. Yeah, yeah she's doing uh, her best. Speaking of which, so then also we find out the mom's a caterer, and she's catering her own wedding, and, uh, like, planning her own wedding. She's doing all the wedding all by herself. Um, and, like... She's like, yeah, as we said, she's like cutting up stuff and like taking pictures of it. And she has this big board like to like of the menu or something like that. And I was like, do you tomorrow's the wedding? Do you not have this figured out? I had the same exact thing. Like you would have planned this ages ago. Yeah, like what? Yeah, it's like she's just deciding on a menu. Like what? But um, uh, what happens next? Uh, then Mike shows up with some coffee. Yes, Mike. So we meet her fiance. I love Mike, and if anyone says a bad word about this man, I will physically fight. No, him. I liked Mike. <laughs> I no, love he's this great. Man. He's a great actor. Mike was good. I just wish he had gotten a little more focus in the movie. Yes, justice for Mike. But no, it just like he felt like kind of a nothing character. Like he was just there for Ellie to rebel against, and then he gets some scenes later on where I was like, okay, Mike's cool. I like him, and the actor does a very good job. He's uh, yeah, fully. I guys, I will admit at the scene that they literally stole shot for shot. Like, not chapter out, line for line from the Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan one towards the end where it's Mike and the mom and uh, about being too hard on her and, like, that he wants her to love her on his terms. I fully cried. I fully cried. I, I didn't like this movie and I fully cried. Um, but Mike's a saint. Mike is a saint. And he's almost too saint-like. Like, he has no flaws. Mike is a Mary Sue. Like, he literally like at par- parts where he should probably freak out and the guy and the guy who is um oh wow i just totally lost his name mark Harmon is in the jamie lee curtis one is the mike role or whatever is the marrying the mom he in that movie he rightfully is like what the fuck is going on and also like are we not getting married like can you like you're like, you're acting crazy this mike is just down chill. for whatever he is chill yeah. Out. He has no qualms about her basically calling off their wedding like the night before. Yep. I was like, nope. he needs to be a little bit upset about this. I don't know. I got it came off to me as he's confident. He's like, you know, she's just stressed. Of course she loves me. Like the wedding's gonna go fine. It's chill. And I was like, way to go, Mike. Mike, Mike is gonna Mike holds this movie together. But this okay, this scene is You're so hard so for right. me to pace because it's like it goes on, like you said, uh, Mercedes for like three hours. It's the longest morning yeah. ever. Like there's <laughs> just like a million beats of like 
Her staff shows up, like all these caterers trying to make everything perfect. She's trying to get Ellie an downstairs. An army of staff. An army. And then, and then she's trying to get Ellie downstairs for breakfast the whole time. Well, she goes up first and then the kids leave. I mean, the friends leave because she's like, they're like, oh yeah, we have to make it to school. And then I was like, wait, you're not, you're just here for no reason, it seems like then. But yeah, they have a conversation where we're just like, Ellie, you know, you should wear this. Your room's a mess. Put your hair up. This smells like hot dog water. Yeah. This was my first, um, what the fuck, Catherine moment. Where, like, she compliments, um, Monica's, like, jacket. And she's like, uh, she says to Ellie, see, she looks nice. You could do that. Like, what the fuck, Catherine? Why are you going to say that in front of this girl's friends? Yeah. That's what I was saying, is that, like, I'm on board. Because basically the whole thing with her and Ellie is she just wants Ellie to, like, you know clean her room and not wear the same clothes two day in a row. Okay, this is my problem. Why is this girl, I found this so unrelatable and such, so weird that the choice that they made for Ellie's character was for her to just be gross. Like, she's just gross. Like, she does gross things. Like, so her personality is just like, doesn't wash her clothes. And like, is like wearing, she's like, just, she's just depressed. Yeah, like, it's yeah, it's like depression. I'm like, I'm like, maybe she does need help. Like, why won't she shower and bathe? Like, they're like, she smells bad. I'm like, that's gross. Like, that's just gross. To me, it came off not as like her being gross. Her be- It's her being lazy. Like, she just doesn't care about anything. Like, she's just like, yeah, I'll just leave my room however. I'll just leave like the same clothes on. She just doesn't care about her appearance. That's or how anything. it is in the list of the one, like her room's a mess. But it's like, it, it's never a point of like, oh, this smells like hot ass. Like you you physically have an odor. <laughs> your clothes have an odor. I was like, that's pretty gross. And as a mom, I'm with you. You should probably b- wash yourself. Yeah. Like that's one of the things. Stuff like that is not that weird for her to go at her about. But so uh, she's like, they have a quick conversation where we learn all the stuff that she's, you know, the mom's trying to change her daughter and the daughter doesn't like it and she's mad about it. Um, and then we go into our first song, which, Wow. Uh, Disney Channel loves auto-tune, huh? Because, oof, a lot of auto-tune in, the, in this one. <laughs> I feel personally attacked by the fact that they auto-tuned Heidi Blickenstaff. They, yeah, why do they feel the need to auto-tune her? She's she great. She has a great voice. <laughs> and, like, they don't, admittedly, they don't, they, auto, they auto-tune they auto Ellie a lot more than they do her, but they, they, auto, oh, yeah. they, auto, oh, they yeah. auto-tune everyone, and I was like, what why? What is this song? Is this the Just One Day song? Yeah. With, like, getting her off my back. Yep. Just One Perfect Day. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, uh, which devolves into gibberish at one point. It, like, keeps, like, ramping up, <laughs> and then it, like, it starts with Ellie singing about how she wants one day to herself to, like, feel like an adult, or whatever and then it comes down to the mom talking about it. she just wants one day for her family to be in love whatever and then there's just like this really quick succession of like i i love my kids i love my i love my fiance i love my life but tomorrow i'll be his wife like it's just it keeps going and ramping up and i was just like i what is happening you're talking and so the staff fast. is now like we're whirling around in the kitchen with plates they're like the choreography what, what am i trying to yeah. say the ensemble they're doing like the choreography it's, that, that was kind of a cool sequence i liked that yeah i like this song I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I don't know where to fit this in, so I just have to say it here. But, like, I don't know what Disney is trying to convince me of. Like, I know I'm not in high school. And, but I am pretty confident that, like, she's supposed to be, like, Ellie's supposed to be, like, cool, kind of alternative. Like, alternative, like, what cool teen dresses in, like, a large, oversized cardigan? Like, she is dressed <laughs> it did seem like out of place. a 27-year-old. As, uh, as someone who wears large, oversized cardigans, I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> no, I wear large, oversized cardigans, but I'm a 26-year-old who's given up on life. Like, that's <laughs> not what, like, a cool kid wears to high school. Like, I was like, this seems like what I wear to my boring job every day. Like, I was like, what's going on here? And I... Don't know what di- what kind of kickbacks Disney is getting, but why does Disney seem conv- like 
dead set on convincing me that every millennial girl in 2019 has a pixie cut. Between this and Andy Mac, what's going on? Because I know that they don't. Like, you look like Carol Brady. Like, I was so (laughs) flabbergasted by that. And I just had to get it off my chest before we get any further. Because it's such a weird choice. Also, on that note, Disney Channel renew Andy Mac. I mean, actually, you bring up a good point with this. Do you have a fashion corner this uh, this month? No, okay. I really don't, except for just that okay. note. I feel like it's been a while since we took a proper trip to the fashion corner. They, like, barely change outfits in yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. They're in the same outfit the whole time, and I just I just feel like this girl just doesn't dress like a normal 16-year-old would. Yeah, ever. I mean, I wouldn't know. But uh, the thing that threw me about this song, uh, the thing that really threw me in this song was that, like, so we, I think they introduced before this, uh, the mom's assistant, Tori. I love Tori And, and well. just in the middle of the song, she says, also, there's the reporter and we're going to need to court her because we need to make this thing. Otherwise, the whole thing's wrecked. And I was like, wait, what did they, like, what is this plot point they just introduced with one line? Like, what? <laughs> the information dump in the middle of, like, a vocal run. I was like, what? I'm sorry. Yeah, Who like, to, like, I was... Like, it, it felt, like, out of place. Like, where it's like, they, they, like, they were just like, okay, exhibition and now back to the emotions. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. But so the song ends and I, I, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I kind of came around on it towards the end so the other thing to note about this song before we move on to breakfast as we said this obviously is the adaptation of the stage show and this is easily the most broadway style disney channel musical we've ever covered because yeah. the songs have admittedly again listening to the stage soundtrack and this soundtrack i feel like they make the songs a little more pop music-y for the kid yeah for the kids. and that bothers me a lot yeah I, it, it, and, and but although to be fair i didn't hate some like i, I think their version of biology is a little bit uh, uh a little bit better just because it has that pop vibe. Oh, I so disagree That's fine. with you. That's fine. Guys, I have thought biology literally sounded like I was laughing throughout the entire thing because it literally sounded to me like it was so Broadway that it sounded to me like a parody of a Broadway yeah, show. Yeah, that's true. I get to get it as an SNL thing. <laughs> yes, yes. They do things in this show that are just like so freaking classic Broadway where it's like, it's like the Tory information dump, but it's like, Ellie's acting really weird. What are we going to do, guys? Where they're like singing and like yeah. doing shit like that, where it's like almost feels like a parody because it's so classic Broadway. But then I don't know. And that, but then like they're singing about biology in like a lab. I was like, this feels like a parody of something. Oh, oh but, right. Also, we shouldn't go to breakfast yet. I, I skipped something in my notes because so they sing the song for a while. And then there's like a tight break where like they stop singing and she yells at Fletcher for taking her hourglass, which her dad gave her because, you know, he's dead. And so she holds on to it very dearly and he's like they're fighting about it and then she like steps outside and the mom continues the song and i was like oh i thought we i thought we were done with the song okay i guess we're gonna keep going uh but yeah then then the song's over and then they sit down to breakfast with she asks her mom if she could do the hunt the mom says definitely not tonight's the rehearsal dinner so you need to be there for that and then the wedding's tomorrow which i'm on board yeah, with. And then the wedding's tomorrow so you can't be up at all hours of the night there's also this weird thing where she thinks it's dangerous they're literally taking pictures of themselves jumping in the air yeah. i thought it was gonna be like <laughs> walk across a bridge like i like like run across train tracks mm-hmm. or some really dumb team but then i forgot yeah. it's disney channel so right. like the, the dares are like take a picture of your spell spelling out the word hunt with your body like it's stupid and, shit yeah, in the show it's like a little bit more like risque or or whatever i'll i'll get to that but like even still it's not dangerous yeah, in any sure, way sure but uh so then the scene takes this really hard turn where the the kid fletcher's like wait where's presto this and then he came out of nowhere and yeah and then he and then she <laughs> says no one cares about your rabbit 
because that's the rat we saw on the roof earlier. <laughs> Don't know how it got down, but it did. And then it's like, and then uh, she says, no, and then Mike's like, whoa, well, you know, I care about the rat. And then all of a sudden, Allie just decides. She's like, fuck you, Mike. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she just goes, she goes full, you're not my real dad. Yeah, she says, stop trying to be our dad, Mike, because you're not. And he, again, Mike, being the saint that he is, just like turns the other cheek, lets it roll off his back. And then they find the rabbit and the mom tries to get her to apologize. She's like, Ellie, apologize now. And she's like, no. And like they, uh, Mike and uh, Fletcher go to get the rabbit and then Mike's going to drive him to school. And uh, Ellie says to her mom, I hate you. And then mom's like, excuse me. So then they go back up to her room and they start fighting through song, of course. Uh, Which also, by the way, one thing, another gripe I have about the music in this is that none of the songs are well transitioned into. You're, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, the first one actually is okay, where she just, like, leans back, and then she's like, oh, uh, but this one, they're just talking, then all of a sudden, it's bam! And I was like, oh, okay. There's also a line in this song where she says, if you even knew what I did to keep you in your munchies and your mess, and I was like... That's such a bad line. I hate that line. That one was There's terrible. There's so many lines like that that are truly, like cringe-inducing. Yeah, well, no, that's what I that's what I was saying, too, at the beginning, where I thought that if the stage version had a had a focus on her weight being an issue, I was like, is that what that's left over from? Because that's horrible. So then they are each holding the hourglass, like the mom grabs it, and they're like, oh, if only you knew what it's like to be me, and then magic bullcrap <laughs> happens, swirling red sand. They break the hourglass, though, well, right they, after right, Yeah, that. right after they switch. It, like, falls to the ground and completely shatters and then disappears. All right, I got a few questions. Um, one thing I thought I was going to get from this is why the fuck the dad owned not one but two magic, magic yeah. hourglasses. <laughs> yes. Was their dad a wizard? I Emma, am at a loss. Emma, it's great. Emma, Emma, it's great to bring this up because it's time to return to one of my favorite Disney Channel theories. I think this movie takes place in the Halloween Town universe. <laughs> and her dad, I would agree. Her dad is an actual wizard or something, or she got those from Halloween Town or something. It is crazy that they introduced two magical hourglasses. Right, and then and, and, and they so... don't even have a throwaway line of where they came nope. from and of why the dad possessed them. They accept it so fast. And admittedly, there's a lot of evidence. So fast. There's a lot of evidence, but at the same time, they're like, uh, they're just like, come on, there's no such thing as magic. Then the hourglass like appears now it's broken they're like okay magic's real and i was like that's fine but then they're talking about how they have to go get the other magic goggles and the mom's like well it might not have the same magical properties as the other one and i was like what how what the hell do you know woman <laughs> like, yeah i was like oh, we're all are we all just finding this out right now that that was magic also, the other thing about this is, like, the fact that they're, like, immediately, like, the other hourglass is also deaf for sure magic. Let's go find that. Like, I, it, we're all on board with that so quickly. It was a little jarring. The thing that really shook me about this decision was that the difference in it from the Jamie Lee Curtis one was that in the Jamie Lee Curtis one, they had someone to explain it to them. Where they're like, you know, you have to yes. you have to do, like, show you truly love each other or something like that. And then it gets reversed. And admittedly, I actually am not sure how to feel about that. Because if I remember correctly, well, it, it's, if I remember correctly, it's just like a Chinese woman, right? Who gives them the fortune cookies. Yeah, it's like they're friends, but they're friends with the owners of the Chinese restaurant they go to. Okay, well, that seems... A, the, that's, the grandma gives them That the seems a little not great. Like, a, some kind of, like some kind of stereotype that Chinese people are yeah, magical. Yeah, that doesn't age very yeah. well. <laughs> it's for sure totally... It's massively offensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see why so we changed that. So admittedly, this is a little bit better in that regard. But also, yeah, you lose that thing of like, oh no, here's how you undo it. Because, yeah, so they freak out that they've switched bodies. Because, yeah, that's what this movie's about, everybody, in case you didn't catch on. She's like, yeah, there's, there's another one that he gave to you. 
So we just have to use that one to switch back. And what kind of confused me is that they the, they were saying while they're holding on the rest, like if you just had like if you knew who I was for just one day. So I assumed the way this was going to work is it would just wear off after a day because that's all they asked for was to be in each other's shoes for a day. But no, they make it very clear you need the other hourglass. So I don't freaking know. Yeah, I would love to have un- like they immediately understand the science yeah. of this. It's uh, but the mom reveals that she sold the hourglass to an antique shop, and the daughter's hurt by this because she thinks that she's gonna she's trying to like forget her dad and you know her ex-husband and it's deeply hurtful i understand why she sold it it's goddamn massive Mm -hmm. you know how much space that thing was probably taking up it's explained in the musical that like she sold it for the money which i know like how much is that thing gonna be worth Mm. but like they they talk about later like Catherine took out a second mortgage on the house and like needed more money for the catering business but that just goes unsaid here yeah oh yeah well yeah yeah she says that she needed to like let go of a few things or something like that so, which the money thing would have been a much easier explanation because, yeah, so they basically realize that they can't afford to, like, lay low for the day because Ellie has to go to school because if she has one more unexcused absence... She'll fail 10th grade. That She'll fail 10th grade, and the mom has this really important interview with this wedding magazine called Down the Aisle magazine. So they basically have to determine, like, look, you have to be me today, I have to be you today, just don't screw up each other's lives... We can figure this out. They also don't brief each other, no. though, which is so infuriating. Right. Like, can the can the mom be like, this is what you have to tell the magazine, say this, this, and this, and the daughter, well, the like, this is what you have to do like, The magazine people are, like, there. Like, she doesn't have a lot of time to give her a whole spiel, I guess. But the, uh, something to point out is I didn't get, I didn't laugh a ton at things, but I did get two sod laughs, and this was the first one, where, like, the mom, uh, like, looks at herself in the mirror and, sh- or pins her hair back. She's like, what do you, like... I, I look great. And then she's like, I look like a sad, sad little boy. That was yes, another yes, one of my, I like, what the that. fuck, Catherine. I know, but it was funny the way she, she delivered that. It was hilarious, <laughs> yeah. but it's so mean. Yeah, definitely. But and then we go into our next song. And this actually is maybe my favorite song. It's either this or Biology that I like the best, uh, which is I Got This, where they're just singing about how good they're going to be at filling each other's roles. But what's crazy to me is so, like, they Catherine, the mom, gives Ellie this whole speech about, you know, like, I took out the second mortgage so I could grow my catering business. I need this article, I need this press to save my catering business. Otherwise, we might lose our house, all that stuff. And then Ellie in Catherine's body is just like, oh, it's going to be so easy to be you. And I was like, freaking, your mom is a small business owner. She runs your household. She's planning her own wedding. She has to talk to these magazine people. Why do you think it's going to be easy to do any of that? And also that, and also like later on when she actually does the interview, like, try a little bit you could lose your house like the stakes on this thing are like on El- on ellie being able to be the mom are so goddamn high and she doesn't like i know they're doing it for laughs but i'm like she should be a little bit stressed about being homeless uh, yeah, like definitely. just a little bit uh but so and then like we see ellie i mean uh, this is gonna get so confusing so fast we see Catherine in ellie's body yeah, how the hell yeah. do we, we see ellie and Catherine's body put on like a jacket and dress differently and then transitions into school um, and she meets up with her friends and they're like, oh, they're, they don't, they don't want to do the hunt. Uh, Carl says, breaking news, you look like a realtor. Yes, which was, uh, which is yes. a great line. A line. Um, and then we meet, uh, Savannah, who's like the mean girl of the school. The lines in Savannah. Oh my song. God. I, wait, they, it's, okay, here, here's my favorites from Savannah. So Savannah does another, like a, re, like a reprise or another part of I Got This. And she says, and like her background floozies are like, 
Savannah, Savannah. She's our. Oh my god, the lyrics she's here are our, so good. She's our Vox Humana. And I was like, what the hell is yeah, that? What? And then they say, what, what, she's the what, top what banana. Understands what Vox and I was like, what? Top banana is not a phrase. You just made that up. What are you talking about? That's a phrase. That is a phrase. I have, From like the 50s. I have I think. never heard that um, in my entire life. It's absolutely a phrase. I, I'm, it is a phrase. Googled, it is a I'm phrase. I'm Googling it. I don't believe you. Also, wait, guys, isn't this. What is that show, Luke? My name is Shanna. Uh, that's a Shanna show. Shanna show. Shanna show. That's what it reminded me of. My name is Shanna. It rhymes with banana. Yes. And this you don't. You is don't. Shana, you you don't one. need to sing the whole thing, Emma. I okay. I'd just like to say again that these men have won a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. Uh, guys, there is a part of this song where she says "kiss my tail" and I yeah. drop my phone on the ground. Okay, I was like, "Who talks like this?" So I have done some. Okay, apparently, top banana is a thing, and I've never heard of it. I yes, have, it is. I have heard second banana. It says those are like complimentary terms. I've never heard top banana described in any way, shape, or form ever. Well, it's not anything a sixteen-year-old would ever say. Yeah. Let's just be clear. It's crazy. It is if it rhymes with her name. That's true. Yes, exactly. It also in like Savannah. Anna is a weird mean girl. I guess this is how we do mean girls. I'm so goddamn old, guys. Like, when I was growing up, like, mean girls were the blonde head cheerleader, like they were in the Lindsay Lohan movie, who were, like, bitchy and blonde, but, like, you know, dumb and, you know, popular. But, like, Savannah's character is that, like, she's getting into Harvard, Princeton, and like she's like a nerd but a bitch. Like I was like, what is this character? <laughs> like I can't. I and mean, like she's just like an insane overachiever, but she's also like the coolest girl in school. I couldn't make heads or tails of that character choice. And I was like, is this what Mean Girls are in 2019? Like I need to go back to high school to learn what's cool now. Like I truly don't understand. Is getting it like being super smart and like ag- aggro about winning like that's cool? I don't understand. Is that how she was in the stage? Was she was still nerdy or was she more classic yeah she was still like overachieving like and it made a little more sense because this is so this is such minutia but like they were in 11th grade in the musical so it makes a bit more sense that she's talking about like being competitive about college and stuff but yeah Yeah. i it's a weird choice (laughs) i had the same note i was like aren't they like in sophomore year, she's like already applying to Harvard. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, then she gets her phone taken away. Uh, Ellie gets her phone taken away by the gym teacher who catches her in the hall with the phone. And this was, I think, their attempt to adapt the teacher who hates her for no reason. Um, but she's only in like two scenes. I love this teacher so much. Um, I wrote down the quote that she had where she says, my parents sent me to school with nothing but a burlap windbreaker and an onion for lunch, and yet today I am a thriving professional who supervises fourteen volleyballs. Fourteen volleyballs. <laughs> that was hilarious, and this woman's giving it all she's got. I will agree. The she's fourteen so volleyballs good. killed me. It absolutely killed me. Uh, then we meet uh, Adam. All right, I have. This is where I will fall silent no longer. Not like I've ever fallen silent. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I, have, I have less to say, so let me go first. So Adam walks up and he's like, "Yo, Ellie, what's for?" lunch today and then she's like what and he's like yeah you give like what are you giving me for lunch and she's like oh i give you my lunch he's like yeah your mom makes the best sandwiches and she's like oh okay here she gives it to him and he's like oh wait oh awesome thanks cool 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 and i thought at first that adam was like scamming her for sandwiches like adam doesn't actually like her and he's just like leading her on so we can get free sandwiches which is a dumb reason but uh, but considering in princess protection program we saw a guy scamming a girl to get free bait i was not out of the realm of possibility (laughs) for me um but and uh, and okay and and then he asks us and he asks her about the hunt and she has to like pretend to be interested into it even though she's you know an adult and doesn't care 
Emma, go ahead. Guys, this is the hot guy. He's a loser. Guys, Chad Michael <laughs> Murray had hair, highlighted blonde hair down to his shoulders. He was like a senior and she was like a, and Dylan was like a freshman, which was weird now looking back on it. That kid was rolling up to their high school on a goddamn motorcycle and a leather uh, jacket. Adam has a motorcycle too. No, Adam has a Vespa <laughs> and a, a dumb scavenger hunt. Adam is the lamest person person I've ever met in my whole entire life. He is so like awkward and geeky. Like I'm like he should just be in her friend group. He's in no way unattainable. He likes her from the jump. Like it is I I truly was so frustrated that this was our heartthrob. I could he's not not cute, but he's not cool. Well, she's a, well he's the list master, Emma. She's attracted to that power. I don't care about the <laughs> Like, is this the social hierarchy of this school? Is you controlling this dumb scavenger hunt? I, I, oh God, it was so infuriating to me. They develop their relationship a bit more in this. Like, it's not as apparent, like, from the get-go that Adam is, like, into Ellie. Also, in the musical, he's way more of, like, an airhead, like, bro-y type. Oh, this was just a weird, a weird, weird choice. Yeah. He doesn't seem bro-y at all in this. He seems just like her and her other friends, like, in the same s- social strat. Like, she doesn't, he does not read bro to me, even in the slightest. Honestly, I can't tell you one character trait for Adam, aside from likes sandwiches and is Listmaster. That's pretty much it. Yeah, likes sandwiches. Like, also, like, this is, that is his only thing, yeah. is that he likes sandwiches. And I'm sorry, <laughs> the Freaky Friday does such the original one with Jamie Lee does such a better job of this where like it's like the tension is so much more palpable because Chad Michael Murray does like Lindsay Lohan but then the mom is in her body and like really screws it up because she's like this guy like with his motorcycle is like you know whatever scary and like he then is like turned off by her that's also in part because like they cut some of his like song some of his singing from the stage show Mm, that makes sense although i will say i the one thing i will say about adam is that he is part of probably my favorite scene in the whole movie which we'll we'll get talk about when we get there but so then they go to class which is biology it's frog dissection day uh it's ellie and her two friends and adam are all at the same table and she's like all right let's just do this and the mom starts the mom in ellie's body starts cutting up the frog and then for some reason Adam, and this is actually another character trait for Adam, is so attracted to her because she's really good at dissecting this frog. That is so, <laughs> so weird. Like, it, also, like, why is she amazing at dissection? Because she's a chef? That I, was such a weird thing. And this is also a problem that I have with this GD movie. Like, the, pro- the point of this is that they're both supposed to struggle. The mom doesn't really struggle no. in Ellie's life. No. She has, she does a pretty great job. Yeah, like, she's fine. When Jamie Lee Curtis has to be Lindsay Lohan, like, she sucks at school. Like, she's like, realizes, like, oh, God, this is hard. Like, doing this standardized test, like, I can't do this. Like, and, like, the English, like, she can't do English. Like, the mom's just, like, straight up killing it. And then they break into this song, Biology, because they're in biology, but also... The mom is, like, attracted to Adam. Yeah. Like, she, because... Well, and they try to explain it away with, like, it being, like, hormones and biology. But, like, 
It is so important in the other Freaky Friday that Jamie Lee Curtis is not interested in the 18 or 17 year old boy. Like that is a very key tenet of that movie that they make crystal clear. Like the mom does not want to fuck the kid. And like this <laughs> is just such a weird line to toe. Like why they would even introduce this is so weird. Like I know that they're saying it's teenage hormones, but like you're still a 45 year old woman who's now like singing about being like infatuated with yeah, this Yeah, it's kid. definitely like, weird. But you want to know, so I, it's Mercedes can back me up on this. I listened to the stage version. It's actually worse than the stage version. Is <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they toned it down for the movie where she like says like, she literally says like, I know I'm 41 and I'm adult, but I like just can't like stop feeling this what? way. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm also, there's one line that like, they made a lot of lyric changes in this movie. One line that I am like astonished that they didn't change is why can't my grow up brain control my teenage parts. Yeah, that's minor. Yes! Yeah, that's minor. And clear, I clear, wrote that down clearly too! Clearly they're talking about the parts of her brain. We but, don't know but what they're it, talking no, but, about. No, that's the thing, is that as she's doing the dance in this song, her hands are always very close to her crotch area. And so it definitely <laughs> She's seems... referring to her crotch area! She's talking about teenage parts. She means like her like body it's like I, weird. that was it's weird it was so uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable but, but this song is kind of a bop yeah this is a, this is this is the other song that i i would say i liked i like the best on top of a uh i got this and it's and i do like the I, although it's weird i like what they're trying to set up that it's like you know we're in biology but i'm actually singing about the biology that's making me feel this way it's dumb but i kind of like it it's creepy yeah. but i kind of like yeah it. I, I, I like, like the music and they do this thing where like they all have these ipads they're like look Look at the diagrams are in the, of the frog, and then they like they turn around at its hearts, and like they start like pushing her and Adam together because Adam's thinking about like, oh, she's so cool and confident today. Like I'm so attracted to the way that she cut that frog He's open. So- turned on by her dissection abilities. Yeah. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's really weird. And the friends are like, oh, what's wrong with Ellie? She's like being good at science. This was the like, part where I was saying it sounded like a musical parody because this is just such classic cheesy musical theater where they're like, what is up with Elle today? I've never seen her act this way. Like they're doing like little side <laughs> pieces where they're like doing plot points. I was like dying. I don't know why. I'm sorry. That's such a nerdy thing to care like talk about, but it is really funny. Oh yeah. Also before the song starts, there's a part where the mom threatens Savannah with a knife, which was <laughs> which I was also I was like oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like whoa okay oh yeah also and then there's a weird turn in the middle of the song where suddenly you know like how musical theater works it like is that you know when people sing in general it's like out of the world like they're not like no one else can hear them singing and like if they're singing to the audience they're singing to themselves etc but there's a point where like all of a sudden other people in the room hear what adam is singing and are like oh wow he likes ellie or something like that and i was like wait what no you just violated how this whole thing works i i, I was totally thrown out there are so many choices made that i just don't understand yeah they're, speaking of which so then then we cut to the wedding venue so ellie pulls up in her mom's body and car and she was so excited to drive because you know she's 16 and doesn't really know how to drive somehow they made it there okay uh they're at the wedding venue to meet the magazine people um tori is kind of taking the lead uh talking to magazine people being like oh she's so great she planned all this she designed her own cake and this is where i was saying that ellie is like comically bad at being her mom like doesn't even like try like she straight up like when they go to take a picture of the couple and she like sticks her tongue out and does like a rock on hand like come on like who would be that bad not being able to just like smile for a photo it's like she's actively sucking at trying to be her mom there was a few beats that were like funny and good were like and like there it's just like there was enough humor built in they didn't need to they didn't need to make her suck so hard yeah when they're talking about uh 
uh, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire, and she doesn't. Yeah, know who Mike that also is. shows up. That, Mike also goes shows up wearing a newsboy hat, which I was like, oh, okay, Mike. Mike is styling and profiling. I know. I was just surprised. I was like, damn, Mike, <laughs> just pulling that out of nowhere. Yeah, and so they're talking to the newspaper people. They show want to show them the cake. Mike shows up to talk to the newspaper people, and they are gonna do the dance they've been rehearsing for them because they're so proud of it. But of course, Ellie doesn't know the dance and is, you know, sucks or whatever. And uh, destroys the top part of the cake with her spin. I hated this. Yeah, I didn't so like it much. either. I hated it. It, it, it went on it too long. It was so awkward and so unnecessary. Yeah, yeah I wasn't I, a fan. I hated it. Wasn't a fan. Then we cut back to school, and for some reason, and again, this is like what we were just saying that like when you switch bodies or something like this, like why, like why would you act like this? The mom decides to try and confront Savannah about being a mean girl. After doing a cartwheel yeah. in the middle of the lunchroom. Yeah, it's... Yeah, was... you know, why not? Oh, yeah, because they were making... They were part of the joke with her doing the dance. She's like, ah, oh, my back hurts. Why does my back hurt so bad? And the mom is like, wow, my back feels fantastic because I'm young. And but and I was just like, why would you do this for your... When you're, a, like, not your daughter? Like, why would you... Like, lay low, girl. Like, what is you... Yeah, just, like, keep your head down. Yeah. Like, don't do a cartwheel in the lunchroom. And she, like... So, she, yeah, she tries to confront Savannah being like, listen... I don't know why you're messing with me, but just leave me alone. You're being a mean girl stereotype, whatever. And then Savannah just pours her tea or iced coffee or whatever it is all over her. And she's just like, oh my gosh. Wait, so I don't even remember this happening. Is this <laughs> then, so she pours iced coffee on her and then, then does she go to the bathroom? Yes, and finds the belly piercing. And find the belly button Yeah, ring. yeah, yeah. Um... I firmly believe, and I would love our younger listeners, if you even exist, to write in and tell, do people still get their belly button pierced in 2019? Because I was under the impression that was on the outs. Like, that was something people did when I was 15, but I don't think that's cool anymore. I feel like- 21. I think it's, I think it's kind of like- I think it's kind of a thing. Like, I know that, like, like piercings obviously are still in, but I thought we've moved on to, like, septum and, like, we've gone to other places with our piercings. I didn't think the belly button was still the hot spot. Because I know friends that got of mine that had got it had, like, taken it out. But maybe we've just gotten old and less cool. Would love to know if that's still a thing popular cool people do. Yeah, I don't um, know. But, yeah, but she goes to the bathroom notices that she got her belly button pierced, which she did not get permission to do, so she's all mad. And she does this thing where she's like, I'm weird. I, you're so grounded, like, to herself. Um, and then it's uh, parent-teacher conference time, because, of course, that's also happening today, everybody. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. They have to do a parent-teacher conference because she's missed, like, a million classes. Right, got but it. before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about the parent-teacher conference so don't freak out guys we'll be back oh, a few minutes i knew you were gonna say don't freak out <laughs> damn it i I'm, knew it i become predictable damn it <laughs> all right we'll see you in a little bit i'm ace at all anatomies a master of dissection an expert chef who wields an expert knife but still i sense a gremlin in the system of perfection there clearly are still mysteries to life it's kingdom, phylum, class, and then it's order, family, genus. It all comes back to me like child's play. Then he leans over my shoulder there in all his long and leanness and cuts my harder knowledge clean away. I try to keep a focused mind and steady hand. But the rhythm of my heart is like a country western
Okay, so Ellie in her mom's body shows up at the school for the parent-teacher conference. Um, and then she has an interaction with Adam where, like, as he shows up and meets it's her so in her mom's body. It's so awkward. Uh, it's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. And, it, it, and again, guys, it's like this scene goes on for a long time. And, like, literally they talk. I would have loved to see the timestamp on this scene. And, like, the only thing these people discuss is sandwiches. I swear yep. to God. <laughs> Adam also has a really weird musical intro when he walks on st- on screen. Oh my god! Right? So where he like time <laughs> slows down and I he's just cackled. like it's so out of place because we've met him already. It's not like he's we've like, met him a, already, like, and he's weird. also not that cool. In the show, there's this thing um, where he has like a musical stinger. Every time he comes on stage, and everyone goes Adam or something. Like <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like it's that. great. Yeah, that's- in That's this, good. they just have that ridiculous music, and it's just, it's so it's so silly. Um, so then they go into the teacher conference. It's it's her. Wait, it's mom, daughter, daughter, mom, and uh, <laughs> the principal, the English teacher, and the Spanish teacher, who we've and never met before. No, that served no purpose. Correct. I was like, why would it not be one of the teachers we know, like the gym teacher or the biology teacher? Like, I, it was so weird that it was two random people I've never seen before. But uh, they're just like, listen, well, the, the Spanish teacher is very mean because he's like, she doesn't try. She skips out on class, whatever. But the English teacher's like, listen, I know I can tell Ellie is very bright. She's just like, doesn't try hard enough or whatever. And the principal's like, well, yeah, I looked through her file. This seems to all have started five years ago. And then she just goes, that's when my father died and now i was like oh great we're doing this huh also something weird so they start talking about the dad dying and the mom and daughter mom so ellie's body talking to the like is it this is a continued gag in the movie is that like ellie is talking to the mom like she's the mom and everyone's like huh what what's going on it's not and like ellie is like the running the parent teacher conference because like yeah. obviously like she's really the mom like and that's right. supposed to be a hilarious gag that she's yeah, it's, like it's it's not as funny as the movie thinks it is it's really not they're both so bad at being each other and like it's to a point where like i, I can't even like suspend my disbelief yeah they're just really not committing to it anymore although it is a good thing to point out uh, what is the name of the lady who plays the mom? I forget. Heidi Blickenstaff. I think she is very, very good at doing uh, teenage, like, play, playing oh, a teenager. She's so good. Yeah, she's doing a really good job. Like, the daughter, I feel like, has an easier job where she just has to be, like, more authoritative and be, like, listen, young lady, and this, and, like, oh, we're in so much trouble and that kind of thing. But she's so good at being, like, oh, I don't wanna, and, like, but she's, like, an adult, so it, it, it works a lot better for her. Um, but yeah, so they start talking about the fact that when the dad died, the mom was like, oh, I wanted to give you your space and grieve your own way. And it like, and, and, you know, we talk about all the time about having dead parents in movies. Um, admittedly, this is a better instance where it actually relates to the character's motivations and feelings and is not just a drop in the bucket, you know? Uh, so I, I didn't think it was that bad, but it, it's weird. They're having this whole emotional discussion in the middle of a parent teacher conference. Also something to note, we never find out what the dad's like name was, like what his deal. He doesn't need a name. He's just dead dad. That's true. You're not wrong. But yeah. They, then like Ellie in the mom's body is like, uh, let's. I don't want to talk about it. This we're done here or whatever. And they're like, well, we're, we're trying to have a parent teacher conference here. And then also like she gets, starts out being in trouble because you know she's skipped out on so many classes and like she's saying like I'm disappointed in myself and like you'll see a lot of improvement from me. It's supposed to be funny, but it's just kind of eh. not. Yeah. And so then they leave. That's the end of that scene. We never see any of those characters again. Yeah. So then next she's like, okay, you stay in school. I'll go get the hourglass from the antique store you sold it to. Whatever. But then she also has to carpool. She has to take 
Fletcher home and carpool the other kids. And it's home. just a bunch of dumb fart jokes. I was like, this is so well, stupid. Well, no, but also, but also, what's weird is how old is Fletcher that he gets out like halfway through the day? Like, is he yes. like, in kindergarten? Like, he's clearly like at least in he's first eight. grade. Are we saying that uh, time has no meaning? Time has no meaning. I would say because time they have has a no whole meaning. afternoon together where she like walks the dog with him, and Ellie's still in school yeah. that whole time. It's real weird because he's clearly not in kindergarten or anything. Like he's at least a, he should be there until what? Well, they say at one point he's like, like eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, it, it was just weird. But so she, yeah, she has to carpool these kids, and yeah, it's just being like, all right, listen up, boogers, don't fart in here, and don't make. And then they fart. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like humor. really annoyed. She goes to get the hourglass and is like, stay in the car. Like, because she goes to the antique store, and once we discover the antique antique store is closed down, and they've sold off all their merchandise to, like, 33 different stores across the city. We don't know what city this is, because where are we? No, we do. In the musical, it was Chicago. What? We do know what the name of this town is. It's Pinewood Falls. No, that's the name of a high school. That's the high school. It's Pinewood Falls High School. That's what that is. It doesn't mean it's the name of the town. You could have a high school named for, like, a completely different thing. Yeah, there's high schools called, like, Ulysses S. Grant High School. Yeah, but Pinewood Falls sounds like the name of a place. It, Pinewood Falls I, sounds like a small town. Doesn't sound like it have thirty three antique scores. This I, this is I, a major city. I'm just saying. I I took that as evidence that the name of the town is Pinewood. I Falls. believe we're in Portland, and I will not be told otherwise. This is probably filmed in like Canada or something. I didn't check, but it was, probably... it was indeed. It was filmed in Vancouver. Yes, yeah, I was going to say. I know we're in <laughs> Vancouver. Like I don't need to be. I know we're actually in Vancouver, but I don't know where we're supposed to be. We should. We should like. We should. We should make like a tour of like all the places to hit when you're in Canada. Where they when you're in Disney Vancouver, <laughs> like where they filmed Disney Channel original movies, that'd be you can funny. go to that Y where they filmed Camp Rock. Yeah, so yeah, they go to their the yeah Emma just did a really good job summarizing that whole movie, that whole thing. So she she doesn't get the hourglass. But I was viscerally pissed off when the kids locked her out of the car. I was like, what dicks? I was like, God. Yeah. It also just doesn't lead to anything. It's not funny. It's not like she's locked no. out of the car for real. It's just there's a lot the- of things in this movie that you could tell they inserted to like play for laughs, and I'm like, I'm not laughing. This is not funny. Right, and then it cuts to Ellie and gym class. But so they and she goes up to Savannah again and she's like, listen, I know you don't like me, but I think we should like team up and it'll be we, we can win the hunt together or whatever. And she's like, oh, super nutritious food for thought. That's actually Another something she says. And I was like, what? Line straight from the musical, too. It is? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who talks like that? Super nutritious. I wrote that down, too. And I was like, her burns are getting progressively worse. Yeah, (laughs) they start doing the physical fitness thing and another song starts playing that no one is singing. And I was like, what is this? Why would you do this in a musical? Also, like, there is a song for this scene in the show. So I really don't understand why they chose to just still do the scene and play the song. over. Like, that was actually the most bizarro choice if there is a song. This is another thing where it's like, this movie, I think my problem with it comes a a lot, like, to me, like, you could you have all the ingredients to create good conflict and tension and then they just back away from it and don't do it and you just don't care about what's going on like this there was like a setup here that like the mom was going to be bad at gym and I was like oh this is going to be the thing she's going to struggle with she doesn't really struggle with it or fail and they set up these high stakes of like if you don't do this you'll fail the 11th 10th grade like she really has no problem with it 
and just gets, like, kind of caught in a net at the end, but, like, finishes it. They set this up to be a struggle, but, like, there's no drama happening. In the yeah. show, I'd like I'd like there to be a drinking game where someone takes a shot every time I say, in the show. But, um, <laughs> in the show, like, it is a thing. It is a plot point where, like, she has to do this fitness challenge, and the gym teacher is, like, on her about it, and then she ends up failing it, and, like, at the end of the musical, as part of the resolution, Emma's like, I failed gym class, so I have to go to summer school now, and then Adam's like, I also have to go to summer school. I'll give you a ride. That would make so much more sense. Like, cause like, 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 obviously, like, the teenage daughter in the mama's body fucks up the interview. That's her fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, she yeah. she messes up this big interview that everything was riding on. And in the, in the same thing happens again. There should be a different game where every time I reference the Lindsay Lohan version of this movie, because mm. um, I'm doing it a million times. But that's, like, they bo- like the point is they both fuck up each other's lives in a way. Lindsay Lohan, like, ruins this TV interview that the mom had. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis fucks up her standard, her big standardized test by getting caught cheating, um, by, like, because she's, like, roped in by the mean girl. So, like, they both do something really bad that, like, is, like, it serves the plot point of, like, oh, God, this isn't easy, and, like, they really messed up each other's lives. Like, and so that's what I thought this physical fitness test was going to be. It was going to be replacing that standardized test of her, like, actually failing it and, like, messing up her life. But they just make all these high stakes about it, and then, like, it's not even an issue. There's also something I, I want to bring up at this juncture, which I haven't touched on yet, which is I feel like this movie, for being, like, based on a musical, it feel, and being and being so much its own thing, it really feels like they just wedged some of these songs in there. Mm-hmm. Like not like none of the songs that do happen feel a hundred percent natural. Like you were saying, like this gym scene is ripe for a musical number to break out. How many musical numbers have we seen in Disney Channel original movies that take place in a goddamn gym? That's like their favorite place for <laughs> and a like uh, and, and like the ones that do happen, they just kind of like feel like they're wedged into scenes. Like if you took the songs out of, of some of these scenes, the scene just goes on totally fine. Like you don't really gain anything from having the song almost. Like I, I mean, and, like, but I bo- also think that's that's part of like the bad lyrics in this song. It's like the whole hunt song means nothing. Like yeah, it has too. no narrative purpose. And like the songs like should be catchy and good, but they should also serve a narrative purpose. Like I got this does. Where like they're this is them telling each other that they can do it. You know what I mean? Like they're like the hunt song is a nothing burger of a song where they're like I can't even pretend to sing it because I don't. It's a race for my brain already. Where it's like. Looking is seeking, and then no, it's yeah, just don't a try. bunch it's of bad. cliches. Like <laughs> none of it means anything. Yeah, you're right. I, I feel, like I'm saying, it just feels like they were like, we need to have a song here, so just come up with some bull crap, and then we'll continue with the scene. Also, before this, sorry, we skipped this. Before the gym, she calls. I freaking, how do I, I it's, it's always so confusing. The daughter in the mom's body calls the daughter's body and says like, <laughs> hey, the antique store is closed. It's in one of 33 locations. Very helpful sign by that from that antique store, by the way. Yeah, they lay it out very easily. Yeah, very easy. Um, it's in one of those antique stores. So I don't know. It'll take me all day. I can't figure it out. But what you should do is if you can convince Adam to put it on the list for the hunt, that way you'll have a whole fleet of teenagers looking for it and someone will find it and we'll get it. And she's like, but the hunt is stupid. And then it's like, whatever, do it. And then hangs up. So then she fails this gym test and then Adam comes up to help her from being stuck on the net. And she's like, hey, hey, listen, 
uh, I found out about this hourglass. It's got red sand. It's big. It's ornate. Be a perfect item for the hunt. And he's like, oh, well, that's not really how it like works. He thinks she's cheating and he's like pissed because she's he just He talks about like the integrity of the hunt. That, that's not what he says. He doesn't say like you're cheating immediately. She says like, that's not how the hunt works. It's like the integrity of the hunt, whatever. And she goes, well, the hunt is just a childish game or whatever. Who cares? And then he's like, oh, you're not who I thought you were. And I was like, really? After you got a boner over her cutting that frog up, her <laughs> calling her calling the hunt childish is like changed your entire opinion about it like yeah, what like, that is their breaking point like the drama in that is so low like it's just so stupid like absolutely the hunt and like there you are supposed to believe that he really cares about this hunt because his brother was in charge of it before but we never even see this brother and i don't care about him it's bizarro right and and then the friends come up and are like hey what's going on with you like why are you asking adam to do this and like talking to savannah and all that stuff and she's just like i don't care about any of this bullcrap i need to find this hourglass and i was like you didn't explain the hourglass to them you sound like a crazy person but, but then it cuts to the uh, freaking the mom dot the freaking the, the ellie the, catherine <laughs> Uh, yeah, it cuts. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? It's whatever. It cuts to the mom's body with Ellie in it and Fletcher walking the dog. They have a dog, by the way. It's a big, great day. The dog oh, yeah. is so big. Yeah, much like the that much like the hourglass. <laughs> it's huge. But they're making. They're walking and and like I forget how this comes up, but he's like, oh, oh yeah. She he says when's Ellie's coming home? Uh. Because I, she's really cool, and she's my big sister, and I like her. And she's like, "Well, you know, you shouldn't bug her with her magic, your magic trick all the time." And he's like, "It's good to practice my stage work for when I'm a big magician in Las Vegas." And then she's like, "You're not going to Vegas." And he's like, "What? You told me that I could do it one day." And she's like, "Yeah, I lied." And he's like, "What?" Stop! I need this answer from Mercedes before we go any farther. Yes. Please tell me that in this stage show. This they this was still in the plot, but he was talking about going to Vegas to start a puppet show. I don't think it was Vegas. I think it was Los Angeles. It was Los Angeles in the show, but yes, he was planning on taking his puppet show to Los Angeles. That's amazing. <laughs> I was uh, actually I've got I've done a one eighty on this. It was gonna be like a Jeff movie. Dunham. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, wait, 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 like Jeff like, Dunham. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. So he was like a ventriloquist. No, not a ventriloquist. He had like he had like little like cloth like shitty cloth puppets. So he was like a Jim Henson type. And, like, yeah, I guess so. Puppets. Guys, okay. this would have been so much funnier if he was puppets instead of magic. I'm ma- I feel cheated now. I mean, if they did it right, it would have been funnier. But I think it would have come off as annoying either way. So then this transforms into a whole whole different song. Uh, where she talks about how she said about parents lying to their children, where she just drops a ton of hard truths on this kid, one of which is magic, including the fact that like the dog is dead, like an old dog yeah, is a dog, dead, like a, a dog died. Things. Yeah, and then she says magic isn't real, and I was like, bitch, how do you think you got in this situation? In like, the of stage course magic's show, real. that line is supposed to be about Santa. Oh. But of course oh, we're on Disney Channel, and so sense. we can't say yeah. that Santa isn't real. Yeah, that's worse. Wow. That's also horrible she dropped that on an eight-year-old in the middle of a song. There's also another line that was changed um, where uh, it's supposed to be, um, and Mommy and Mike weren't wrestling in their bed. Oh! No. <laughs> wow, okay. <Yep. laughs> I don't wow. want to think about Mike that way, or the mom. <laughs> I'm I, so sorry. so wholesome in my mind. Oh, 
But, I hate uh, that. Well, spe- speaking of other turns this song takes, at one point, yeah, she does all this stuff about like breaking his truth, and then she just says, "And parents die." And I was like, <laughs> that "Oh, was fucking what? awful!" I was like, "Wait, what?" And she's like, "Even when they say they won't," and I was like, "Um, <laughs> wait, what is this message trying to say?" <laughs> like, woof! It really threw gave me whiplash. It was it was a rough it was a rough transition that's for sure. Also, there's a part and uh, there's a lyric in this. Uh, just pointing out the bonkers lyrics in this show. <laughs> there's a part of this that where it says they lie like rugs, and I was like, come the hell on with yeah, that. I, I thought that, that was too. a good line. <laughs> no, it's terrible. I love that line. It's so dumb. They lie like rugs. That's I cannot. I cannot. It's bad. But this um, whole song serves the purpose of the fact that. He's heartbroken now because yeah, he's, his mom's he's a liar. He's crying at the end of the song. This is just so not heartfelt in that, like, again, comparing it to the perfect movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, like, the, it's actually the little brother plotline in that is actually really cute because she has to go to his pit parent-teacher's conference. And, like, it's the same thing where she finds him annoying and, like, he's, like, a nerd burger or whatever. And she, like, they they fight all the time. and But then she discovers, when she's in the mom's body, that he wrote an essay about how much he loves his big sister and how cool she is. And it, like, brings them closer together. Where in this version, she just yells at him about their dog being dead and parents dying <laughs> and then makes him run away from home. Yeah. I was like, Wow, what a heartwarming tale. That's also that's also that's also a good thing to bring up is that we haven't really touched on it that much. But Ellie is super mean to him all the time. Yeah. Like like admittedly, like like yeah, he's annoying her and he's busting into her room and stuff like that. But like she's just always hostile towards him. And the but and there she turns around towards him on the end, but there's not a ton that drives it, as opposed to like having that scene that I'm just described. And he's also like so young. He's like eight and she's like sixteen. I'm like, it yeah. seems a little weird that you'd be that mean to an eight year old, but okay. It is it is weird. It's cause she's sad about her dead dad. Yeah. But that only that excuse only gets you so far. <laughs> um, but so they go home, and then she's just he like, runs away. Yeah, he runs away, and like he locks himself in a room, and like the packs a bag. Is like I am going to Vegas, and then but like freaking he has like a freaking balcony. Why with a does ladder. this child have a balcony and a this ladder? Child has in a his Juliet room. balcony, a Juliet yeah. balcony, and also that ladder seemed incredibly unsafe. If this wasn't Disney Channel, I was like he's gonna fall off that ladder and die. <laughs> I was like I that thing looks so so rickety. Why would you give your child the room with the balcony like why would that and with a ladder and with a ladder like you're just uh, your eight-year-old has a ladder at his balcony room yeah but yeah yeah, he sees he runs away then they're they're back at the house so school is over it's the mom and the the daughter rehearsal dinner now rehearsal dinner and yeah and the mom is like hiding from all the guests because she doesn't want to have to talk about getting married to anybody and ellie's like i mean freaking Catherine in Ellie's body. We don't even see the rehearsal dinner, which is so weird. Also, the other version of this with Jamie Lee, it it all ends at the rehearsal dinner. So that's, I was expecting the same thing to happen and this movie diverges. This this movie does dip into Freaky Saturday, which I thought was weird. Yeah, it's the next day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But so, uh, the friends show up and are like, hey, guess what? We're cutting you out. We're going to do the hunt by ourselves because you have been weird today. And like, what we're did trying she to, exactly do to them that pissed them off so bad? Does anybody know? Talking to Savannah, I guess. Talking to Savannah, yeah, and the, and letting the mom wear the friendship bracelets, just which, as we discussed, was weird anyway. But like, the daughter just put them on without thinking about it. They're definitely way too quick to decide to to hate her. Like, they, like you've been friends for however long. One day of her acting kind of weird, yeah. like where she clearly has a lot going on. Like, I, also, I don't know um, what. I just like to say there's a tragic loss here because there's supposed to be a song where the friends rhyme Ellie with Machiavelli. 
<gasps> I missed. I, I feel lo- I feel cheated. It's a tragic loss that we have experienced here. I feel I feel cheated. I feel are the friends are the are the friends the same in the stage show? Uh, no. So the friends in the stage show, it's two girls. And like, well, because they they had to hit the Disney Channel friendship triangle, which yeah, is, of course, which always is, one boy, is, two girls, always. Well, no, 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 it's one friend of the same sex and one friend of the opposite sex. Yes, yes, that's sorry. it, right? There's one who's like awkward and like kind of nerdy, and then one who's I don't know, high strung, I guess. I don't know. They're weird, <sighs> but so. Uh, oh, also Tori quitting. Oh yeah, Tori. Oh yeah, she was. I care about napkin. We care about napkins. That's who we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tori she... was great, and she quits because the mom is like doesn't care about anything. Everyone's and so then... mean to Tori in this movie. Yeah. Poor Tori, uh, man. She's just trying to do her best. I guess there's one part earlier where Mike literally like stuffs half a donut in her mouth when they're about to go dance in that like terrible scene yes. earlier. Like. Tori Tori. did nothing wrong. She's only been there to support you stupid people. And also, so then, okay, so this is, oh, God, this is impossible to say. The mom in Ellie's body. (laughs) It's weird hearing someone else say it. Because I've been saying it the whole time. (laughs) uh, I just let you do it, but I'm trying to make a point. Has destroyed her life basically now because the friends are doing the hunt without her and like everything's bad so then the daughter in the mom's body i just out out of like a clear sheer vindictive rage when mike asks what's wrong after tori's quit she's like i'm just rethinking the whole wedding thing i was like what the fuck like you cannot call off your mother's wedding just because she screwed up your stupid scavenger hunt like i was like how dare you say that to mike and i expected mike to like really react to that but again stakes are high no delivering on the drama because isn't immediately now we turn into the fact we realize fletcher's missing yeah mike or somebody finds a note that says i'm going to vegas i'm gonna be a magician screw you all and so now he says i will be a famous magician whether you believe in me or not and i've decided that i'm going to now sign off all my emails that way you should get your signature. <laughs> I think that is a great choice for you. I will be a famous magician whether you believe in me or not. Mercedes. Oh, another thing, again, the time has no meaning. Um, This all happens in broad daylight. Like, broad <laughs> daylight. They're searching for him at what appears to be 12 p.m. And these kids are home from school already. And what time was the rehearsal dinner at? It's a rehearsal dinner. Like, I was like, did, was there rehearsal dinner at 4 p.m.? Because this is all happening in feasibly the afternoon. I also, like, I can't tell what season it is because, like, they're wearing coats and, like, you can see their breath in some scenes. Like, oh, it's, that it's Vancouver, very Vancouver. That's Vancouver. Yeah, it's, it's, for ca- you. it's Canada. You never know what season it is. They're <laughs> all unless, carrying umbrellas. Unless, unless it's snowing viciously, you don't know what season it is in Canada. But, but yeah, so then the rehearsal dinner turns into a search party for Fletcher where everyone's searching the streets and then we go to what i is my person what i personally think is the best scene in the movie which is him at the bus stop and with then adam, adam, ro- I adam, this ro- adam rolls too. up on his vespa the fact that it, this went from being chad michael murray on a straight up black motorcycle to this kid on a vespa is a greater metaphor 
for something. <laughs> I'm not sure what, but it is. But yeah, so he, but he basically just sits down and talks to him and he's, because he sees like the, wears the Pinewood Falls shirt and is like, oh, my sister goes there. She hates me. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, my sister Ellie. And he's like, oh, you're Ellie's brother. And he basically talks him out of running away. Running away. And it's a cute scene. I really like it. So there is supposed to be a song here. It is one of two songs in this that were cut from this movie version that I will say, like, go listen to this song right now. And just to support our thesis about Adam only caring about sandwiches, um, it is a song called Women in Sandwiches. <laughs> what? That's Every fest that Mercedes comes out with, I am more flabbergasted. That's awesome. I it love it. It slaps amazing. so hard. That's amazing. I love it. Okay, so yeah, he convinces him to go. So he gives him a ride. He's like, well, I'm going to give you a ride home. And he's like, okay, because he just says like some generic stuff that your family's going to miss you, whatever. Um, so then they roll up uh, back to the house. And the police are there. And it's another classic, hilarious, not really gag where, like, Ellie, because she's really the mom, is answering all the questions. And they're like, we need to talk to your mom. But, like, Catherine is useless because she's actually Ellie. And there's a hilarious gag. And then Adam comes rolling in the front door with Fletcher. And now that Fletcher's safe, like, I mean, the police just kind of goes away. But then they, like, all, they, they, they reconcile. Like, she says, listen, she goes to the friends, the mom, the, the daughter in the mom's body yeah that tracks goes to the friends and is like listen i put ellie under a lot of pressure today um so she also they start throwing the word tool around it really threw me because i was like can you say call someone a tool on disney channel are we at that point in 2018 <laughs> uh because yeah she's been a tool all day like it's her yeah. fault it's not her fault it's mine uh let her do the hunt with you please and they're just like okay cool no problem great also i'd like to go back just a little bit um fletcher is gone for all of three minutes of runtime for this movie and yeah. they act like he's been gone for like a week oh for sure well and i mean also, when a little kid goes missing i it didn't throw me that much i don't like, have any uh, younger siblings so i don't care <laughs> i mean it's concerning. Uh, this means nothing to me if this kid lives or dies um but also like I also like, wait a second, isn't this where the mom also fixes the yes. hunt thing? She gets it on right. the list. Yes, that's what I was That's what I was about to say. Because she has a moment where she talks to Adam, where she's like, listen, I know Ellie was weird to you today. It's because I accidentally broke the hourglass. I meant a lot to her. She was hoping if you include a hunt, someone might be able to find the other one, etc. And he's like, oh, I thought she was trying to cheat. And she's like, no, she would never do that. It's just because like that. So you don't have to. And he's like, okay, I'll think about it. And then she just also says, oh, and she really likes you. <laughs> and then they have like, and, and I almost was like, and he's like, oh, I, yeah, I like her too. And I was, and they start keep talking about it. And I was like, are they not gonna, are they just gonna assume this is normal? But then thankfully Adam goes, it's really weird we're talking about this. And then she's like, oh yeah, totally. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> and then so I was like, okay, thank God. But yeah, so that she, and then she tells, she has that conversation, I think, before with the friends, and then she says, don't worry, you're going on the hunt, you're going to find the hourglass, because I got him to put it on the list, basically. Yeah, God. And then, and so then they start, like, they start to be nicer to each other now, because they've been pretty contemptuous, the whole thing. And so I feel like this is supposed to be a turn for their characters, where, like, they now respect each other a little bit more, but it doesn't really feel earned. Like, it just feels out of necessity that they have to keep playing these parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think it's just, it's so rushed, in, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Really like, it, the it makes a crazy. bit more sense in the stage show because like, so Fletcher running away is where the act break falls. I'm going to get very oh, into okay. this. So just tell me to shut up whenever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's where the act break falls. So then you come back and there's a song called um, Not Myself Today, where Emma and Catherine like in each other's bodies are sort of like, like Catherine in Emma's, bo- in Ellie's body is like, 
oh, I, I, everyone's like treating me like a child, like an idiot who doesn't know anything. And then uh, Ellie and Catherine's body is like, I have no idea what's happening. And everyone keeps like expecting me to know what's going on. And so like, you know, they understand each other. And then uh, that would make a lot more sense. And then Catherine in Ellie's body sings a song called Bring My Baby Brother Home. Um, and then Fletcher shows back up. So it lasts it. a lot longer in the yes. stage show, okay, but like it sense. still lasts for like twelve seconds. Well, I am glad. I'm, I'm glad that other song exists, and not my cell phone, because again, I do not feel like they have accurately displayed that that Ellie's life is that hard. Because yeah. like like they do the thing where she's like everyone. They do say at one point like Ellie and Catherine's body is like uh, everyone keeps asking me questions I don't know the answers to and stuff like that. But we have never been shown the only thing Ellie has to deal with is this one girl who's kind of a bully. But is is doesn't seem to be that big of an issue, honestly. Also, like so, like then this is like easily. Um, this is one of the notes I have. Like, like easily, like should we get the li- get on the list for the hunt? Like, good to fucking go. Like, she's fixed that problem. She's fixed the friend's problem. And then I'm like, can now can someone help Ellie be better at being the mom because she almost just canceled her wedding to the most beautiful, sweet man in the world, <laughs> and uh, she's destroyed the interview that her entire business is riding on. She has no cake. Like I was like, can we fix? mom's life now i was like we need to get that back on track luckily that happens a little bit but i was really stressed out because like her life was in shambles at this point good transition emma because then so it cuts into the kitchen um and the reporters and the photographers are there and they're like oh hey guess what we're not covering your wedding because it's been a total disaster today um like you you, we don't have a you don't have a cake for us to photograph even though like she only knocked off like the top part of the cake i feel like i had the same thought like it wouldn't be that hard to replace i feel like the magazine lady says this is an epic fail, and I'm just, yes. ma'am, you're that. a grown woman. That's not yeah. a thing you would say. You know what is yeah. a built-in gag to this that I just thought of? Again, like, I could fucking do this better than these people. You know what's a great <laughs> built-in gag that would be great for a movie adaptation? Um, the mom is a chef. Why don't they have her, instead of that dance nonsense, why didn't they have make have her try to cook something? Like, the magazine wanted to film her cooking, and she, like, royally messes it up isn't that wouldn't that be the most natural thing to have her do well it would but then in this scene she has to make seven layer bars which she does some completely and out she of goes thin off air without a hitch. like i, yeah, I thought I for what... sure they were gonna be like oh she's gonna be like someone's gonna be like seven layer bars and she's gonna be like shit i don't know how to make that like what, yeah. but it's again tension that is presented completely fine yeah. like it's, it does no... get mentioned in the stage show there's a like a couple lines about seven layer bars earlier in the show. That would make sense because it comes right the hell out of nowhere. That would make sense. That came because, out of nowhere. Yeah, because so what happens is they're like, we're not covering your wedding. You don't have a cake. Sorry. Screw you. And she's like, listen, listen, I, I you have to cover this. Like, I need this. And they're like, we can't do anything. And then she says like, uh, wait, no, you don't understand. Like, I started this business so I could ma- uh, support my children and like teach them that you have to be ready for anything that throws at them. And then she says like, that's really what the cover story should be about anyway. That's way more interesting. And I was like, they're a goddamn wedding magazine. They don't care about yeah. personal struggle they're there to photograph your self-planned wedding what are you talking about and then mike all of a sudden uh, is just like hey i have an idea what if instead of the cake we just made seven layer bars and i was like mike i love you but what the hell are you talking about yeah i was like <laughs> where did that come from what, mike i love what, you but what, sweetie what, what is that what, what is a seven layer bar why is it an official a good stand-in for cake and how does ellie how would ellie know how to make that and she's just like yes of course seven layer bars let's do it and then fletcher's <laughs> like yeah fletcher's like let me help and then they're like, do you guys want help? And the photographer and the reporter are like, hell yeah, we'll make seven layer bars. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening in this scene? And, and here's the thing, folks. 
they never explain what happened after that. You never see a seven layer bar. You never get confirmation that they covered the story and that the catering business is going to be okay and that they won't lose their house. You, we no, this, you get no none clue. of that. You Nothing gets resolved at the end of this movie. It's so, yeah. and like, it is, it is all resolved, albeit in like a very cheesy, like straight to the audience way in the musical. Yeah. But, but it, yeah. there's just no resolution here. Isn't this where Tori, but also Tori, this was one of my genuine laughs when Tori comes back and she's oh, like, yeah. She's like, you're a beautiful weirdo. Just like, please, like, don't. And she's like, I wish I could quit you. I did not last. That was that. great. She's like, great line. She's like, God, you're so weird. Like, I, I loved it. I <laughs> that thought that was, was great comedy. Yeah, I, I think that was my other laugh too, where she's just like, God, you're weird, but I need you. And in one of the in one of the songs, um, during like the whole like Fletcher's missing sequence, there's um a bit that Tori has where she goes. If I had a kid and the kid ran away, I'd hunt him down and kill him. Whoa. What? <laughs> yeah. Tori. Tori. My, I, now I'm scared of Tori. I honestly Tori think, you wonderful. know, it would be an amazing prank if Mercedes, like, got, like, I mean, obviously it would be a long scam, but, like, scammed her way onto this podcast and, like, pretended to have seen the show and just fed us more ridiculous <laughs> things, like, none of which actually <laughs> oh, shit, happened. You caught me. Like, and then, like, at the end would be, like, by the way, all that shit I said was totally fake. Like, because, like, I, at this point, everything you're saying is just getting crazier and crazier, and I'm right. having a hard time believing it's And, and Lord knows we didn't do any research, so we yeah, just take her. Yeah, I mean, like, I have, I literally, I said this earlier, I have my program sitting right next to me. I'll literally, like, send it in with a copy of today's <laughs> newspaper yes. or something. Like, like women in sandwiches, Tori's threatening <laughs> death. Like, I, I can't get enough. Um, okay, but then, now it's time for the hunt, everybody. And so, the way this works, and I say that very tenuously because it's not very well explained. They all meet Adam at the stairs so that he can sing a solo real quick. Yes. What? But can you guys back me up? What is this song about? What are they Listen. even singing about? <laughs> no, Listen, it, I love this you- song. <laughs> Why? It's, it doesn't make any sense. Because like, they're not even singing to each other. And, and, they're not even like, in the same place. Like, this is this is the easiest thing to do is to just shoot some B roll of people dancing and like grabbing odd items yeah. from around town. Like is that? But then they try to make a whole song where it's like it's not about the objects; it's about finding yourself. And I was like, it's a goddamn scavenger hunt. <laughs> what are you talking about? And, and she doesn't find herself. In what way does she find herself through this? That does not well, really because, well, well, no, it's because they throw in that body positivity message at the bowling. Alley. Uh, oh, which don't I'll talk get about me that. started on that. What the hell was that? I it comes that right down. out of nowhere. It's a great message. It comes right the hell out of left field. Like, wh- like, why is this now about Carl's body? We have never referenced <laughs> Carl's body. We did not think that Carl was had any like body image issues, and all of a sudden. I, you know, I'm, I'm husky. I'm, he's having a crisis. And she's like, your bodies are beautiful. Yeah, well, Carl, it's not, you it's not are just perfect. Him. It's, not, it's not just him. It's Monica, too. Because Monica's like, I look like a like a, a bean with a limbs or something like that. <laughs> I'm just a weird blob with arms and that's, legs. That, that's what it is. And that I was, was like, funny. And but, I was like, what? What are you talking about? It was just so, such a weird okay. thing to plot out of nowhere. So I have a couple more, like, crazy things that definitely sound fake to say. So, um... A side note, in the stage show, um, the actor playing Adam rode around on a hoverboard. That's amazing. <laughs> I like that so much That's better. That's awesome. That bowling alley thing. In the stage show, this is another one of those, like, racy things in the stage show. Um, they are supposed to uh, strip down to their underwear and oh. uh, jump and play around in a fountain. So, like, the body positivity thing makes more sense. And also, I'd just like to say, 
it makes a lot more sense if the actress playing Ellie is plus sized. Yes. But you yeah. know, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that does make Both more of sense. those things would have made so much more sense if those two things were like if it right. had been like an yep. underwear challenge and she was actually plus sized and like the body thing was referenced at all in the beginning of the show and like weight or anything because it comes what out of nowhere. What we're saying here is cast plus sized women. Yes, I like that would have made so much more sense had that just been part of her character. The only thing gets referenced earlier is that Monica says she's afraid of dancing and like she's afraid she's gonna have to dance. And I just thought that was like a performance thing. She doesn't want to feel embarrassed about dancing in front of people. And never, it, it's not a body thing. Like it's just yeah. like, it yeah. Then, but it then becomes a body thing. I. Uh... But yeah, that's crazy. But hang on, we, we should describe how this works because we skipped over that. But so basically everyone has this app on their phone that has like their team name and stuff and all the items are on there. They have to collect objects. They have to take pictures of them doing stuff and they have to go to locations and those are each 20 objects to find, 30 places to go, 50 things to do. I wrote yeah, it down. So, yeah. God. Yeah, thank you. And, exhausting. And, but, but the reason this is a terrible montage is, and first of all, I want to point out, this is a scavenger hunt that can have no winner. Because it's just, it's like not who finds the most, it's who finds everything. So if nobody finds everything, you're screwed. And then like this, and admittedly, this is like her fault because she added this. But the fact that they need this hourglass to win means that they're, oh, yeah. like, like it's a scavenger car, only one person can win because there's only one hourglass. Generally, you try to do it of like multiple things. Like I thought it was going to be a, you need a picture of the hourglass. Like they do scavenger no, no, now no. that you take pictures of stuff. And I was like, that makes sense. But no, you need the physical hourglass. So only one person can win. Like if so, if someone finds the hourglass five minutes in then they win automatically because there's only one of those like you're right this is like a quidditch thing where it's flawed that's, it's like that's the snitch <laughs> the hourglass is the golden snitch well there yes, is i mean there are other reasons it's flawed like they're just like going around they're going to like a carnival and stuff and like a, a bowling alley like we said and like we cut check in on her phone and she has like half of them done in like a second it's really badly edited i was like we haven't seen you do any of this like, like again like uh, the amount of shots of the hunt app like who the yeah. fuck cares <laughs> also, I also, um, I, because it wouldn't be this podcast if I didn't reference Harry Potter for literally no reason. Um, I got the Quidditch thing in there, but also I was watching this like on a Saturday morning, like with my coffee, like so under the influence of no alcohol or anything, could not remember the word hourglass. And throughout my notes, I realized I referred to it as a time turner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this time turner is massive. Then before I sat down to do this podcast, I was like, am I okay? It's an hourglass. Are, are um, I okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I don't know what happened to me there. But so this hunt goes on for way too long. It's annoying. And I, it's a terrible montage. And none of the and challenges are even cool. Like, I would have no. loved if the kids got in their underwear. That's a sentence I shouldn't say. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I came out wrong. I would have loved for things to be a little bit more racier as you're sitting in the same show. It's like more high stakes than what this was. It was very PG boring. So then it cuts back to the house with uh, Ellie and the mom's body. And she's sitting down with Fletcher and she, like, apologizes to him for the whole parents lie song and stuff. She's like, I hope you, and, like, I'm making you run away. Like, I hope you're okay. She's And he goes, Mom, I got to talk to, like, we made seven layer bars, and I got to talk to Ellie's friend Adam. This has been the best day ever. And I was like, why are those two things fun for you? <laughs> yeah, why did you, you didn't know who Adam was 20 minutes ago. Yeah, like, that's why, like, like, he didn't know him. They pointlessly changed the line from the show here because Fletcher is supposed to say, I got to talk to Ellie's boyfriend, which, like, it's still a weird line, but it makes a little more 
more sense. Then yeah. he would care because it's like it's like her boyfriend, so he feels yeah. cool. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot more sense than that. One. Right, right, right. And uh, and uh, then he 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 goes up to bed, and then her and Mike uh, Mike sits down, and they have a moment that we talked about where he's like. Which, is it ripped straight from the original Freaky Friday? Cause There's I a few changes. There's a few changes in that, like, obviously, like, location and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like, well, whatever. yeah. And also Mark Harmon, um, what is, what is Mark Harmon's name? I'm trying, this joke is ruined because I'm trying, <laughs> I keep wanting to refer to Mark Harmon as his character name from NCIS, which is an insane name. Do you know what it is, Luke? Is it Bob special, agent, so- special Agent Jethro Gibbs. Jethro Gibbs. That's what I was trying to refer to him as. God, that would have been so funny. I haven't been able to pull that out. I, so Special Agent Jethro Gibbs is <laughs> a little bit angrier here because the same thing does happen where, like, there, you know, there, there's obvious tension. She's a teenager trapped in the body of a woman who's supposed to be getting married tomorrow. And, like, he thinks that she's getting cold feet. And so Jethro gives us a little bit more, like, angry. And he's like, and then, like, but then it breaks. And there's this really emotional moment where he's like, you know that I haven't pushed her. Like, stop apologizing for, it's Anna in the original movie. But I, I haven't pushed her because I want her to accept me. But on her terms. Like, I want her to love me on her terms. And, and I cry in the original movie and i cried in this one it's the same line and it was it was, is very beautiful and i think mike does a great job delivering it heidi's acting in this scene is so good it's i love it so much really that, that's what i was saying this is the other like best scene like this one and then the one adam has are like the two my two favorite scenes in the whole movie I, again and this is the moment i fell in love with mike and was like man this is just a solid dude yeah he, he deserves happiness so, so so now we're back at the hunt they're like running down this alley and they're like okay we're in the lead we just need to find the hourglass so we just have to check the antique shops and they just happen to go by this clock store and she's like of course it's not an antique shop it's an antique clock store which is stupid because an hourglass is not a clock <laughs> It's not even like a, a sundial or anything. It's a it's an hourglass. But so they like burst into the store called Mrs. Time. It's also like early in the morning at this point. Like the sun's kind of starting to rise, I think. Um, and like they burst in there, and she just like Ella's just like, excuse me, Mrs. Time, assuming that's her name. That's so that's what a wild. weird weird thing. Like, excuse me, Mrs. Time, we need to borrow that hourglass. And then she's just like, what are well, like this is a business? What are you talking about? And then okay, so Savannah. this is ex- this is explained in the stage show because there's a line where they're like you're not allowed to use any money. Oh. Oh, that makes way more sense. So that's sense. why they're like, we like, need to borrow this. Pay for it. Okay. Yeah, that, that it would have literally taken like throwing one line in, but you know, yeah. that would make too much sense. Yeah, yeah like it literally is one line. It's one she line. Says, Cause she says, I need to borrow this. And then uh, Savannah pops it and she's like, listen, my mom is a lawyer. If you don't give that to me right now, I'm going to sue you for emotional distress, which is going to cost you way more than the sunglasses, the hourglass ever did. And I was like, what? If your mom's like a lawyer, why don't you just pay for it with, you know, money? Like the <laughs> shop is designed. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, why don't you just pay for it with, oh, God, that's so annoying that they didn't say that because yeah. that I had so many questions. And like, so... She and then the late Mrs. Time just like hands it to her and is just like this is insane but okay and then Catherine Ellie has like some kind of revelation where she's just like this is what being young is about it's just about like going crazy or getting wild sometimes I don't she, know like, what she like screams the it's okay yeah. to be out of control yeah like what was person. this and then she just goes she has like a mental break and just like steals the hourglass and goes crazy and pushes Savannah like into a clock this is where the other song that I'm gonna say like if you listen to any song from the stage show make it uh no more fear which is a oh. song that Ellie's supposed to sing here multiple people in my college musical theater program like have that song in their books it's such 
a good song, and I'm very sad that they cut it. Yeah, that sucks. Because this just leads to a big chase scene where Savannah's running after uh, Ellie. And like, and so I thought, I was like, okay, so she has to just like get away from Savannah and then she has everything. So she wins. But no, there's like a finish line in some kind of theater where she has to like, there's they the whole chase. They rented a fucking thing. movie theater. Yeah, they rented this big theater. That and was crazy. Totally. And everyone is like walking around the theater with all their stuff, despite the fact that none of them have clearly won because no one has the hourglass but her. Why isn't everyone looking for the hourglass? Like what? I also am so old. Like the minute she got the hourglass, I was like, well, who the cares about the hunt? Go switch back with your mom. She literally <laughs> needs to get married. Like I was like, That's I was like, it, I don't yeah. even care about this. And I, you got what you need. Go back to your house. Forget it. But like, Fair. there's also like a massive set piece. It says like the hunt. So like, like saying, neon yeah. letters. I'm like, who's funding this? I, I I I don't know. Adam must be like way richer than he lets on with that vest. Maybe that's like, why she likes him so much. I don't maybe. Know. But uh, yeah, she like and like and, and so yeah, she's running through the theater with Savannah chasing her. And I was like, why is no one else trying to steal the hourglass? And literally everybody wants it because they need it to win. But whatever. She just gets up on stage and somehow like. I kid you not, somehow freaking uh, Carl and Monica beat her to the theater because they're standing in the front row when she walks on Why stage. Why don't the they thing. get to celebrate with her? They were on her team. Because they're this not main characters. BS. Because they're secondary characters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Honestly, at this point, so, they're like tertiary characters. Yes, they're much. barely, I would consider them, I would not, I would consider like Mike a secondary character. These friends are irrelevant. Uh, right. So then it cuts to the wedding. Uh, Ellie mom is there in her wedding dress and like ellie shows up and she's like hey got the hourglass let's do this um does she put on the she puts on a different bridesmaid dress than the one she wanted her to yes. wear and yeah it's like there was nice. like the it's pink like, one more, that they showed yeah, earlier yeah, yeah she, she puts on like a flapper dress yeah yeah sure um also she's the only she's the only bridesmaid like she's the maid of yeah. honor and like there's no other bridesmaids also fletcher is mike's best man and there are no groomsmen so that I take it's that as well. It's a small wedding. Oh yeah, it's, wedding. it's her weird. second wedding. Let her do what weird. she wants. I know it's just weird. So then they're like, okay, we got the hourglass. Let's do this. And then they start like singing a reprise of the song they were singing when they switched, just saying like, hey, we did it. We respect each other now, and all that stuff. We totally get our own struggles. No problem. Let's switch back. And then it doesn't work. And they're just like, uh, what does this mean? And then she's just like, I don't freaking know. Like. Uh, this, why isn't it working? And they try it again, it doesn't work. And then they do a song, a reprise of to Just One Day, where it's like, what if Just One Day is every day now? And we have to let this take. And then the mom in Ellie's body has a line where it's like, I'll have to relive all the times that I like, like, because she goes, Ellie in the mom's body is like, oh, I'll miss out on college. And then she's like, oh, and I'll have to relive college, all those times that I had, that I hated. And I was like, did the mom have some kind of horrific yeah, college that was some experience? Yeah, sort of trauma we never explored. Yeah. But also, <laughs> this, I do not like this choice. I don't like going into Freaky Saturday because yeah. again, the same thing as the biology song, I do, the song is, is like weirdly as Freaky Friday, the original with J, uh, Jamie Lee was kind of offensive in some ways like with the Chinese restaurant. It also did a better job of towing the line of things not being creepy because it doesn't have a biology song about the mom falling for the kid. <laughs> and it also doesn't ever take you to the wedding. Like, it is weird now that this 16-year-old is in a wedding dress, like, being prepared to, like, marry a guy for her mom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't ever take it to that point, which is to where we're, it's kind of like, Ick. Yeah, yeah, Gross. definitely. Like, what is yeah. she gonna do? Kiss him? In the like, show, you know I mean? they, like, in the show, they start going down the aisle, but, like, before, like, the two of them say, okay, we need to tell Mike, and then they, like, stop the wedding in order to tell him what's up, and, like, they don't plan on going through with it. 
but that's not addressed here. It's kind that's of not just... addressed. You don't see that. Like you <laughs> see her fully walk down the aisle, and I was like, "Yuck!" Yeah. Like what the hell? Yeah, like, that's... she does stop the priest eventually, but I was like, they let this go on for way too long. Like, uh, but, but like, but what threw me is so like they fail, and then like you hear the here comes the bride start playing off screen, and then like Ellie's like, "I don't want to get can't get married," and then like it cuts to her walking down the aisle, and Ellie's and Ellie's body with the mom in it is carrying the hourglass down the aisle, and I was like, yeah. "Why would you bring?" that with that you, with you. <laughs> like what like plot. yeah exclusively because like everyone's got to be like why the hell does ellie have an hourglass like, it's what for the plot on? luke yeah it's crazy it's, yeah but it's just ridiculous but then so uh she gets to the uh the what, what do you call it? altar and, altar yeah she gets to the altar <laughs> with the time then, turner yeah we just see the altar and like the priest starts like dearly beloved and she's just like yeah nope stop can't do this uh mike big issue and then she starts getting this whole spiel. It's like five years ago, our family was broken. I didn't think it'd ever be fixed again, but you're so great. Like you made it feel fixed or whatever. And uh, I love you. Appreciate you, whatever. And isn't this what it was in the original movie? Is that It like, is has- this. The key to switching back is at the rehearsal dinner, the mom who is actually the daughter gives a toast that is like, I, you know, or something really, really bad happened to our family. And you have, like, basically, like, part of switching back is her accepting the mom marrying this guy and, like, appreciating him and appreciating all the mom has done to, like, keep the family together and that the fact that this guy makes her mom really happy and all that stuff. And then that is the key for them switching back. In this one, it's more focused on just the mom thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, she does the whole spiel to Mike and he's like, okay, cool. And then she, like, turns to daughter mom turns to the mom daughter and is like uh yeah i don't know i don't even know which one of those people is who i yeah. really don't okay the wedding the one in the wedding dress yeah the, the mom's body turns to the mom and ellie's body and is like and also you know i love you i appreciate you so much and then like the hourglass starts to glow and then so ellie uh mom and ellie's body is like oh damn wait and then i and i acknowledge that your life is hard too and like yada 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 and they have this whole thing and then like i, th- I think they start singing a little bit again maybe i don't know they but do then, like, yes the, yeah and then the sand the red sand they're like broadway sort of like, running like they are broadway here like yeah. Eddie goes great. and you know that i love you oh yeah I, yes. I, I i forgot because this is some of the funny like this is where baby laugh is they're doing this whole impassioned like i love you so much mom and like their <laughs> mouths are so wide open because they're belting and then it just does a wide cut and you just see mike standing at the altar just like uh-huh <laughs> yep mm-hmm. yeah he's like yeah totally yeah, got yeah, it yeah. with it i was so confused during this whole thing because yeah, like it's, this it's like great and like well acted and all that but what is everyone in the no, audience I, seeing I, that's literally my biggest thing that's what then, i said what is everyone seeing because <laughs> the magic happens they switch places again so they're back in the original device but they literally physically switch yes positions <laughs> there's only like they, a cloud of a, pink smoke and they switch yeah. places I do think the original movie had a better answer for that, that like when they switch both the first time and last time, it's an earthquake and that and that's what everyone else experiences. There's no like puff of pink smoke and it's like they live in California in that movie so it makes sense that there would be a small earthquake. I, they could have easily hand waved it away too as saying like everyone saw the pink smoke and was like, what's going on? And then have the little brother be like, presto, I made the switch oh, places. That huh? been so oh my good. God, you're so right. Would have been really easy. Uh, but t- that is Damn a- it, Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But so, yeah, they, they're back in their bodies, and then they're like, okay, well, you get married now. And she's like, yep. And then, like, they get married in literally five seconds. It's super fast. Also, uh, we were robbed of more Mike singing because he sounds great here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. He's supposed to, like, there's supposed to be a song of, like, the wedding vows that Mike wrote earlier in the show where, like, that stupid, like, dance scene was. But, you know, we were robbed. Oh, okay. Yeah. That dance scene, I wasted Also, speaking of, also, so speaking, speaking, also, speaking of which, the venue does look really good. The place where this wedding is. Like, they did a good yeah. job. I thought it looked nice. So, yeah, they get married and, uh... No one says anything about anything that just happened. And the wedding just continues. And then uh, we cut to the reception. The mom tells her that she invited Adam to the reception. And they, like, have an I like you moment. Whatever. Cool. Great. Wow. And then this does the ending song, which feels the most disjointed from any of the songs. That is because it was written for this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, That makes sense. I was like, this has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. And yeah. I also, this is, when this song started is when I wrote, fuck this movie. I I, <laughs> I, I just wrote, fuck this movie. Because this song makes no sense, and it pissed me off inherently a few things. Number one, the lyrics to the song make no sense, and it pissed me off so much in the same thing that this felt like Costco brand Freaky Friday. Because all I could think of is the song from the end of the other Freaky Friday called Ultimate You, which is an absolute banger Lindsay lohan fake plays the guitar and they, the, her rock band performs this song that's like you're it you're the ultimate nah, nah, nah. that song it's great um this song is terrible and i it makes sense that it was written for this movie because it doesn't sound like any of the rest of the songs in the fucking musical and, yeah, and also i just couldn't tell you what it's about like i like i, I vaguely remember it's about like the, nothing like the sca- the scavenger hunt song is terrible too but i can at least tell you what they're like going for with it even though it's completely this one is like being on yourself and being me or something that was like just not the plot of yeah this i think movie. that's what it's called is being me um, but it's just like it's I'm, really yeah, weird it's, that there wasn't a song called freaky friday that's a great song name why didn't they have a titular song called Freaky I actually, Friday? I also don't think they ever explicitly state that the film takes place on nope, Friday. No, they do not. Nope. They yeah. do not. Yeah, well, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's Freaky Friday. It just kind of ends. It's Yep, just yeah. kind of ends. And that that's the this was the song, guys, we were talking about earlier, where the, she has a selfie choreography, where yeah. she like, takes a phone out of someone's hand. The, the choreography in this song, like, absolutely slaps... It's so yeah, good. Yeah, this, uh, this choreo was actually dope. She, it's a really cute dance that they all do here. I liked it a lot. But, but like, you have the bad. stupid cell phone bit, and you're like, like I, I want to see these dancers doing their thing. I don't want to see freaking Cozy Zulsdorf with a cell phone video. <laughs> what is her name? What is her name? Cozy Zulsdorf? Cozy Zulsdorf. Yeah, I let that fly the first time. That's a crazy name. <laughs> That's an absolutely insane name. And I love it. Uh, but yeah, that's Freaky Friday, everyone. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I definitely don't think I hated it as much as Emma did, because I just, I've, I, Emma has a huge connection with the original movie. I have movie. a very strong and, connection And, and, and while I obviously like that movie a lot, I, it's not like it's one of my favorite films, or I don't know. It's just, I've, it's a good movie that I saw once. Like, I'm not married to it. This one, like I said, it just kind of fell flat for me. Like, it just, it felt like it was good i i maintain what i said that it really feels like it almost didn't need to be a musical like if you took the musical numbers out you wouldn't lose that much there's not that many songs where i was like oh yeah great song and great number and all that stuff i liked a few of them i liked a few of them i like this like i liked these actors i really liked the mom i thought she was incredible incredible i 
I liked a lot of pieces of this, but I think my main problem with it, if I have to say, like, why I really didn't like it, it is, like, like, yes, it is because I like the original so much, but it's also really is just because I felt like, like, the choices they made in this adaptation, like, put, like, yeah. didn't create enough, like, good tension or, like, scenari- like, scenarios that I cared about. Like, it was, I, the focus so much on the hunt and not, like, other things about, like, these people switching bodies. Like, I was, like, this, I just felt like they squandered a lot of, like, good ops to, like, make me care. I think the musical on stage is better. I think I would really, I I stand by what I said earlier, that I think I would have liked this a lot more on stage. And I think it would have made a lot more sense on stage. Like, even just the things with, like, Fletcher running away. Because, like, when you're on stage, you don't have the glaring, like, sunlight of it being, like, midday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. So much better. Like um, you're absorbed a, a in the world stage. in the world of a yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, just the fact that Adam would be on a hoverboard instead of a Vespa I, already makes the stage show sound so It was incredible. I got to, like, talk to the actor after the show, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I learned, I learned oh how to God. ride one of these just for this show. That's amazing. I do think that, like, ugh, the, prob- the problem with it is, like, and I think, like, taking a Broadway musical and bringing it to a movie is hard, but I do feel like, as from what you've described... The musical really leans into the like campy funniness oh, of absolutely. it. Absolutely. With like Adam having an Adam, like every time he walks into like a yeah. hoverboard. And like this movie doesn't, that doesn't translate. They like dialed that back when I think they should have kept it like that and it would have been a lot more fun. Yeah, they went too like realistic with it. Yes, yes, exactly. That it's like a musical. It's like a musical about a magical hourglass. Like we can have some fun here, and like they're they kind of like yeah. they're trying to have it both ways. They're trying to be like, oh, this yeah, is like a, a realistic, a like cool story, but also like all this random magic shit happens, and like there's yeah. a bunch of there's like the hunt, which is a very silly, like nonsensical thing. Yeah. It, they're just trying to have it both ways, and it doesn't work either 100%, way. 100%. 100%. Um, but, yeah, so, Emma, what would you rate this movie? I would rate it a five. It was just, like, solidly in the middle for me. I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't think it was bad. You said, that, you, said that, you said the first thing you said on this podcast was, I hate this movie. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I, but it wasn't like, like, God, oh God, this is bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just hated it because I think I hate movies more that are could have been good. Do you know what I mean? Like, when something yeah, has potential to be good, and then they fuck it up. Yeah, like, like Avalon High. That makes me more angry than, like, 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 this technically, like, we've seen movies where there's, like, bad acting, bad story, like, like, poof point. Like, that's a, that's just a shit pile of garbage. Like, this had some good elements in it, so I think it's fo- solidly in the middle. And I did like some of the songs, and I do like this story. I just think it, like, the adaptation of it from stage to screen fell a little flat. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Well, it was I was gonna say four point five or five, but I think I'll stick with five. I'm, just I'm because giving, of Heidi Bacon's I'm, like I'm giving it a four point five. It's a little below average for me, and I think there were just a lot of small mistakes that kind of detracted from it, in my opinion. I thought that my scoring would be a little harsh, but uh, I gave it a seven point five. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I liked it more than you guys. I mean, you yeah, did, you did. I feel like if I had seen the stage show, I probably would have too. Like yeah, I think that's, that's definitely also, also you don't have to watch these every month <laughs> this is true yeah we have a different perspective i guess yeah <laughs> keep in mind that those these ratings are meaningless and do absolutely nothing so we don't even take them down we don't write them down we don't know i yeah i stopped writing them down a while ago <laughs> uh, I, I i i feel bad too because in like a couple episodes like 
episodes before and I said I'd put them online somewhere and I've just never done it. Like, I really should yeah, get on no, that. No, it doesn't somewhere. matter. Nobody cares. I guess. Um, um, but we do, we have kind of a tagline, not really. I didn't feel the need to send it to you because it's barely anything. It's just like, because it, it's not even on all the posters. It's like, sometimes I ju- it just says, uh, weirdest day ever. That's the tagline. I would I say guess. the tagline should be weirdest day and a half ever because we go <laughs> into the next day. I would give it the tagline, this is better on stage. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. I would give it the tagline, just women in sandwiches. Because <laughs> yes! I want that song. Absolutely. That's all I want. You know what? I think that's going to be the title of the episode is women in sandwiches. Yes! Oh my god, I'm yes! so excited. Yes, oh my god. Please, please, please. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's Freaky Friday, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Emma... What are we watching next month? Um, I hope... Was I supposed to pick something specific? Or no. I, oh, oh yeah. Also, that's a good point. Yeah, this was the first... This was me trying out Modern Movie May, because this is technically the most modern movie we've covered. Uh, all that's left now, I think, is Kim Possible is the most recent one to ki- come, come out. Well, I'm, I'm kicking it back a little bit, but not yeah, too go for, far. Yeah, no, go for it. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm world, doing, like, a good... Oh, um, I'm doing a, I didn't know if we had, like, another theme that I was supposed to be adhering to, because obviously well, you, I would have you, well, you, this. Yeah, you never, you never care about my themes anyway, so you just yeah, do whatever Yeah, so I, um, I've established, I'm like, three it, themes, and Emma never follows them. I'm kicking it back, to, I just forget them, because I don't listen when you talk. I'm kicking it back to early aughts with a movie that I really, I remember liking, but I also don't remember anything that happens in it, but I remember liking it, and I like these actors, um, Read It and Weep, with oh, Kate yes, Danielle yes, Hannabaker. yes. Well, here, I'm surprised you say that, Emma, because I have distinct memories of us watching that when we were kids, and I liking it, and you saying you didn't like it. Maybe I didn't like it. Maybe I'm wrong. I remember I, you not liking it. I know it. that I like Danielle Panabaker, though. But Danielle Panabaker's not in it as much as Kay Panabaker is. It's more her movie. This is a, this that bizarre movie where, like, one of them plays, like, an alternate version of her that she like, yes. created in a diary. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. This yeah. Is... And I remember, I remember you not liking it. Maybe so I hated I'm, it. I'm, I remember there's a really crazy tablet computer that I'm excited to revisit. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for that. I do like, I remember liking that movie a lot. Um, But I think that should do it for us. Oh, also, um, at some point, we did our, we did our poll on our Twitter for what our next bonus episode should be. And it was a real close race uh, for Wish Upon a Star, Susie Q. But Susie Q just won out over Wish Upon a Star. Damn it, you guys. I'm a Heisel head. I want when you Wish Upon a Star. I love I, and, hey, hey, just just because something lost a poll doesn't mean we won't cover it oh, at some point. It's, it's just an, it's just an order thing. So we might do we'll we'll probably circle back around to Wish Upon a Star at some point. So be on the lookout for a Suzy Q bonus episode at some point. I'm not sure if we can get it out next month because Emma's moving, so we don't know when we're gonna do recording and stuff. I would say probably sometime this summer. Yes, but that's gonna do it for us, Mercedes. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming, Mercedes. This was great. You were an amazing guest. Yes, Mercedes. Is there anything you would like to plug? Oh, um, I mean, if you want uh, stupid jokes about musical theater and occasional hot takes, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mechblank, M E C H B L A N K. Um, Great. Yeah, that's. I don't do much. Um, if you're in the DC area, come see shows that I do. I guess. There, yeah, there you go. Go for it. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at wildfire underscore king. You can find my Patreon at Lucas Tyler. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Um, thank you to all the people who are supporting me on there. You can find our show on Twitter at Decomedy Podcast. You should give us a follow there. Become a loyal Decomrad. Uh, Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler. Yes, as always. Uh, but also, even more importantly, you should rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play rate Music and, and, all, and all the Woo. all the stuff where you can rate and review. We really helps us out. We really appreciate it. So many people have said so many nice things. 
But yeah, that'll do it for us this month, guys. Come back next time for Read It and Weep, and we will see you then. DCOMs forever. Bye-bye. Bye. What the? This is not funny. <laughs> my hands. I just burped up a cheese puff. Oh, my hands. Look at my hands. I have witch hands. I look like I should be stirring a cauldron. Ellie, it's me. It's mom. I'm mom. No, no, you're not my mom. I'm mom. No, you shut it! Eleanor, do not tell me to shut it! Oh, no, you are my mom. Oh, look at my <gasps> hair. <sighs> oh, no. Look at my hair. I have mom hair. I look like a realtor. And I look like a sad, <gasps> sad little boy. <gasps>